The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to episode 11 of Your Average Ordinary. I'm your host, Dan Torres. We're going to get right into it again this week because I have one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people here. Um, He is a UIW legend. A lot of people have been asking me to do more UIW stuff since Kevin came on, and we never get to talk about that. It was really interesting to go through the first time. Um, He's a father to a beautiful, almost two-year-old girl. He is one half of the best ESW tag team champs ever, arguably. We'll call it arguably. I'm a little biased. And uh, he's someone I would take a bullet for in a heartbeat. My man, Randy Philbrick. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Dan? It's great to be here in the pod cave. It's my first time here, and this place is epic. It's so cool. We've got so much, especially in the booth, because you can record out on the couches, too. But yeah. I like the booth because it has like a cool touch to it. And it's filled with wrestling, like posters and memorabilia, and it, it's just a really, really cozy place to be in, so to say. Oh, it's excellent. It's excellent. We got the Barton here because we have to for the Oliver Street Express legend. Absolutely. Barton's was our drink, and we should have got sponsored by that shit. I know. You had your t-shirts almost looking like them and everything like that. Like, that was your whole gimmick. Yeah, we had merch that was made that was the exact kind of same logo, and we probably made a little bit more. We charged more than a Barton's bottle for our (laughs) t-shirts. You should have told them that, too, because then they definitely would have sponged off you a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think we made them a few extra dollars. (laughs) Well, I want to get to the ESW stuff for sure, but I want to go back to the beginning of your wrestling career first, like because I want to talk about that stuff because that it's so cool. Like everything with UIW and ETTW and everything like that is so cool and so unique. Absolutely, and so many people don't have that story in their background. So. I want to go back to, like, early childhood. So you meeting Kevin and all of them, like, wrestling and how it first came into your life. Like, how did that all start for you guys? All right. Well, first, the beginning when I was a pro wrestling fan when I was, like, five years old. Like, I remember in Valentine's Day bringing WCW Valentine's Day cards to class. And uh, I was always fascinated with it. And... I didn't meet Kevin until about, like, second grade, so we were probably about, like, nine, and he already liked it, too. It was kind of cool, so we always talk about that, and Andrew, he, I met him in first grade, and he moved for Mm -hmm. about, like, two years, so we had no idea where he went, and he just pops back up at Gilmore School, so, (laughs) you know, I had a trampoline in my backyard, and... We would always just have all the neighborhood kids, all the Gilmore kids come over, and we would just, like, put a match card together and just wrestle. 
And like one time we were we were still this was pre you know before even backyard wrestling we were just planning all of this. Yeah, we had so many people signed up for it. You know, one time I remember. Kevin coming to my door and knocking on it. I lived on Spalding, so I lived right down the street, right around the corner from the school. And he knocked on my door. He's like, Randy, we have a problem. And I looked out in my front yard, and there was probably about 20 kids, like, (laughs) from our grade. You know, guys, girls, didn't matter. They were all there. They all wanted to be a part of the show. Are you kidding me? Swear to God. Like, I (laughs) I couldn't host all those people, so I made up a bullshit excuse not to do it. But, like... We would have had like shit. a roster of twenty people with like all like fourth graders, you know. It was excellent, but <laughs> we held held off for a while on that. But we still, you know, oh, that's all we would do on the trampoline. We weren't those kids that just like jumped. We were just always like, let's just wrestle, you know. We we looked at those as rings. We didn't look at those as just yeah exercise equipment or anything or just like something to blow off steam. We weren't really trying to jump. We're trying to conserve the springs as much as possible. So yeah. We could, don't break it because we broke a couple of trampolines in our day. Dude, it's so funny how our timelines kind of line up like that, too, because while you were doing things like that, but just on, like, a larger scale, I'll say, yeah. I was, like, the only person that, like, wrestling growing up in my grade school. So, like, four through eight, I'm, like, the only one who's oh, into it. Oh, jeez, Fri- of course, yeah. Friends would come over and, like, watch SmackDown, and I got, like, certain people into it, which was cool. Yeah. But, like... I wanted to know everything about wrestling. Like, yeah, I wanted everything, and it was the first time I saw the Undertaker. That's what that's what put me into the whole world. Yes. I was like, "Holy shit, this is so cool!" Yeah, and that was immediately. I had to watch him every week. I had to watch for him. Yes, um, but like, I would be planning matches with my cousins on whatever trampoline I could get. Like, I'd I'd always be like, they wouldn't watch it, but I was like, all right, let's do this. And I'd yes, be planning like triple just... threats and like doing all these things like that. Absolutely, getting people to watch like small shows. And I stuff. feel like every kid was like that. I feel like every person had a wrestling phase, no matter how old or young you were. You know, I feel yeah. like everyone had you know that one favorite wrestler that they knew, even if they didn't watch wrestling. You could ask them, like, and they would say somebody. Yeah. You know, even if it is The Rock, I mean, they know he comes from a wrestling background, you know, so at least there's some... And us growing up, like, everybody knew who The Rock and Steve Austin were. Absolutely. Like, especially those two. And then, like, you know, then they knew, like, their Triple H's and Shawn Michaels and, like, Undertaker and, like, the the kind of, like, mid-carters at that point. Yes. But, like... Everybody, they became superstars. The Absol- Rock, especially. Absolutely, I feel like they were the icons of that generation for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, post uh, Hogan, I feel like he was. You know, they them too. You know, you have Hogan and Savage, and then you have freaking The Rock and Stone Cold, and then later on you have Cena and like Orton or something. You know what I yeah. mean? It just you have those kind of icons that you look up to, and like that are are the best in the business at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and still iconic to this day in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Like, they're going to be in the. I bet you Cena's going to be in the Hall of Fame before, like, Taker will be. Watch. I I don't understand that at this point. What is holding him back from being in? I know he's very loyal to the company and he probably keeps turning down spots. Like, he probably doesn't feel ready yet. Yeah. But I he needs to be in there. Like, I said, so my best friend, Steve. Um, he comes in and does this podcast every once in a while, but, um, the one day we were talking about the hall of fame and how weird some of the candidates were that were in there and stuff like that. And I mentioned how Taker wasn't in there and he was like, 
wait, really? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that seems like it would just be an obvious one that he's Well, I thought he would definitely be there before Kane, if anything. (laughs) But maybe he's not done, you know? I mean, he signed a lifetime contract to WWE. He can't work anywhere else. I know, but, like, still, it's just... It, it, it's it's a shame. I I don't know why they wouldn't just throw him in just to throw him in. They threw Flair in before he retired. They true, yeah, that that is true. But Flair was also a week to week wrestler as well. Yeah, before he retired. I mean, he was on Raw every Monday. Yeah, I, I will never retire. Yeah, that was such a good gimmick when he got oh. to doing that. Oh, I that was my probably my top. Three mania matches would be Sean versus Flair oh. because that one was just so emotional for probably everyone growing up watching Flair do his thing for all those times. And uh, that was very emotional for me because I loved Flair. You know, I loved his ass. I loved Chops. I love all that. So You know what I was um – what I was showing Kevin recently was this is, this is a fun segue because it circles us back around to this. Um, Aaron Solomon versus – Mike Brzezinski was razor sharp back in the day. Yes. Uh, when Brzezinski retired him and they did the Ric Flair thing. They did the Ric Flair, but instead of, I'm sorry, I love you, he lipped out, I'm not sorry. And he did it with a lisp, remember? He, it he looked like, like he did it with a, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry, yeah. I did that for, I, I melted over, like he, when he melted, I said the words out loud yes, over yes. and over again. And Kevin kept being like, yo, go back. And like, yeah, it's not, it, it looks just it. like he goes, the, yeah, like with his lip motion and his tongue, it looks like I'm not sorry. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> but yeah, Solomon, that was supposed to be Solomon's second retirement match and it ended up being Brzezinski's retirement match. He re- Solomon retired three people when he should have retired. He retired uh, Black Panther at Slay Day. When he was supposed to retire, Pete never showed up after that, I don't think. He did it. He, he did one ring match. No, three ring matches, but they weren't taped. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he, he retired Black Panther pretty much online. And then uh, I think that's it. I don't think he retired anyone no, else. No, Brzezinski. Yeah, Brzezinski and, P- and Peter. I think that's it. I think, didn't he retire Shock? Wasn't Shock's last match yet? Shock's last match was versus Andrew. I don't know. I feel like there's one more, but we'll have to go back and look Yeah, we that. definitely will. Um, but so when did the YouTube premise become a thing? Because all of a sudden, like you, you're having these cards from like fourth grade on, but they're not taped. Who is the first one to be like, we should start putting this on YouTube and having our own channel of this? Well, this might be a repeat of Kev's story, but it could be totally different. But like for us, I think basically we we found TCW's trampoline championship wrestling and that was danny dangerous fed Mm -hmm. and like i just remember being fascinated with i don't know if it was because like the uh the editing or or what it was because they were some of the first people to put like music behind the the wrestling you know what i mean to make it a little more entertaining yeah at the time so like because you know there wasn't much thing i mean we're talking like 2006 you know what I mean? So there's not much, you know, there's a lot more technology now than there was back then. Right. So, and, you know, we fascinated with that and, you know, we've always had a ring and everything. And just one day we went into Radio Shack and 
there was a $20, like, really piece of shit camera. Like, if you go back to episode one, like, the... the oh, the quality is... The quality atrocious. is fucking horrid. Yeah, so we... <laughs> We got that camera, and basically we're like, and Kevin knew how to do Windows Movie Maker, so we're like, all right, fuck it, we'll uh, we'll tape it, we'll we'll put a match card on there, because me and Andrew already had a whole uh, black and white um, notebook, yeah, an old school notebook just filled with a match card all the way up to Phantom of the Fire. Wow. Like, everything was pretty much planned, but obviously some people don't show up. Some people don't actually do it. Some people jump on board. So, like, obviously got all fucked up. But, like, the few couple, the first couple episodes, probably till um, Collateral Damage, that was all planned. Right. Like, months in advance because we already had the crew that wanted to do it because they loved wrestling. So we just said, all right, fucking perfect. You know, this is our first show. We'll just tape it in my backyard. Well, you know, we had the little CD player play our music, and we, you know, Kev, that was real shitty editing, too, but, I mean, we were super young. Kev was, like, fucking 13. Yeah, for for then, even then for him, like, it was really, really good. For 13, he yeah. was fucking great. I mean, doing that, I mean, and he was already making, we were already making music before that. We mm-hmm. had 4441. Yeah, I And that was that. me, Medina, Jake, and Kev, and we were already making music pre this, like, seventh grade shit, you know? Did, so did you make some he, girl a mixtape and, like, No, I made her a fucking song, but who cares? <laughs> Anyway, Joe still has it somewhere, and he always teases <laughs> me with it. One day, he's going to like pull it out at my wedding or something. Oh, Watch. Jesus Christ. Let's hope not. <laughs> no, I'll tackle his ass. <laughs> you hear that, Joe? I'll tackle your ass. And uh, so, you know, he was already super good at even making music. He was already making his own beats and already, like, producing music, and it was actually pretty fucking good for his age. We yeah. thought it was awesome. And then, um, so, you know... The next couple episodes, we just got, like, a better camera, and, you know, we sweat. We were like, we don't want to stay in the same spot, you know what I mean? Because the scenery gets kind of boring. Yeah, that so, makes sense. So, as you notice, like, episode one was filmed in my backyard in the ghetto of Second Ave, and then <laughs> the second episode was filmed in Jake Brock's mansion's backyard yep. with the fucking pine tree, <laughs> and then, like... Uh, episode like three or four, Kevin bought a trampoline off me because I had two of them. One was at my aunt's. He bought it off me for 75 bucks, so we filmed there. Episode three, and we filmed most of Collateral Damage until Jake and Kale the Outlaw, they folded the fucking trampoline <laughs> in half before going over their match. So that's why you see those pads, and no, they barely went on there after that. I felt so I bad. Cab bought that fucking trampoline a week before that happened for seventy five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to you to kind of shaft his ass a little. Bit. I I felt so bad though because I didn't know what we we put like eight nine motherfuckers on there <laughs> to chant UIW for the intro, and I feel like that's what gave it out a lot of it. <laughs> I feel like that's what did oh, it. That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, you do. A while you're editing these videos and you do a lot of wrestling on the trampoline and you transition to a base for a little bit after a while and then all of a sudden there's this ring in Kevin's backyard. Yeah, so <laughs> it it was honestly I didn't fucking believe it at first. You know, what I mean, no. I was like, there's no how I was like, how can somebody bring a wrestling you know, I was stupid, you know, how can somebody bring a wrestling ring here? You mm-hmm. know? Because the base never worked out. 
We yeah. never did shit on bass because that shit was stiff as fuck. It was pretty much a, a wood stage Ugh. with a couple of, of gym mats on there. Fuck that. I and so we didn't use that like at all. So as we were tr- so we had the bass for a while, we just never used it. We were just always on trampoline. Mm. And then we got that ring and I mean it took forever to put up. You know, Big Kev wanted it perfect. He mm. wanted it level on every side. He wanted cement underneath it. Like he made sure that was perfect because we didn't have a lot of space. Right. You know, there was probably two feet of space between, you know, garage to garage. Just enough to run the ropes, yeah. you know? And uh, so that took forever. And, of course, the first day we put it up, it pours and rains. Ugh, of course. So now, the like, I'm telling you, like, instant fucking downpour. So the mats were fucking soaked the first time we laid them out. So here we are squeegeeing them off the Ugh. first day just so we could try to take a bump. No idea how to bump. You know what I mean? At all. We tried filming an episode. It was because when me and Kev turned um, during the hardcore match, mm-hmm. we uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we wanted to do 15. an angle with you know Peter and Andrew, Black Panther and Drew Flame versus me and Kev. Mm-hmm. So we filmed one match on there for that, but that's before we knew how to bump. And then we had one more show with the neighborhood kids watching. That was fucking actually pretty dope. We had like twenty people in the crowd. People got dropped off to come see it, and we 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 put on a card, and we went over matches in the back, and like we were thirteen. That's really cool. You know, we put on a hell of a show. It was awesome. I think we did me and Cap did a double header or something. Ah, oh, that's so you cool. know, it was it was pretty neat. It but, was. Uh, you guys were so ahead of your time with planning a lot of the stuff. Like, just it, you had everything worked out like an actual fed would. Like, you had this hive mind to be able to create and just do that and, like, figure your way out through the shit. And that was what was so cool about UIW for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard, too, with a backyard wrestling fed because not many people stay committed. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's really, like, you kind of, like, sub card subject to change, like, right on the fucking spot because you don't know if Joe Schmo is coming or not because he didn't answer his fucking phone. Well, that's how, like, an instance I can think of in UYW where that happened was the day that, um, talking about you and Kev <laughs> turning on your tag partners, um, the day you turned on Kev, um, where... He had the triple threat with Pat Poison and Ryan. And the day before, it had originally been filmed and worked so that Aaron Solomon won the UIW championship. And the next day, we had to refilm it because it got too dark. And we go to Aaron's house, knock on his door, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We have to get this done today. So we were like, Ryan's coming. Why don't we put the belt on Ryan? And that, and that's how he became champion was that specific yeah. instance. Um, Aaron Solomon was UIW champion. Several times. He, he beat Pat Poison and Kevin Bennett in a triple threat match in front of a crowd yep. at night with spotlights and all. But it was so fucking blurry, the footage. Yeah. And it was so dark. We didn't get to fucking use it, which it made almost perfect sense. You know what I mean? Like, 
I I saw him and deserved it at that point. Like yeah. he was a fucking bump dummy, you know. He so was a legend. Yeah, so he definitely deserved it, and he. Uh, but yeah, he he didn't answer the fucking call. You yeah. know what I mean? Showed up and the match door, and nothing. the match was fucking sick. The match was the match was fucking the match they had with Ryan Black was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But the one they had with Aaron Solomon was just better. That was so good. You know, it was just I just feel like. Because like Aaron was like in tears because that's all he's ever wanted. That's you know he didn't go to school. You know he didn't yeah. do anything. He loved pro wrestling. Well, he won the belt off Kevin um, another time in your backyard on Second Ave um, on the trampoline for an episode that never aired. And Holy I'll always sh- remember that, dude. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, Danny he, got pissed. He f remember Kevin f five him uh, into the uh, SKO. SKO off the trampoline to win the fucking that title. Was the first yes. time. Yes, and we then, originated that yes, shit. Dude, they used that, that was, so much dude, on live yeah. television after that. Dude, shit. that was so fucking epic, dude. That was another epic win for Solomon, dude. And yeah. he got fucked because Danny didn't want Kev to drop it. Yeah, remember Chongo. Won the title before, too. Oh, my God. Chongo is a UIW champion. Chongo beat Kevin and Ryan Black in a triple threat. Wow. To be the champ. Holy shit. And it would never aired because Danny said, fuck that. Chongo is not the UIW champion. And Kevin listened. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot that... Um, Danny were creatively back in the day that we I mean in, Danny in was a very very smart smart exactly. man when it comes to this shit exactly he's he's almost too smart you know like mm-hmm. he lived and breathed pro wrestling like he wasn't Danny Rowe no, ever no to anyone he was Danny Danger like that's how he would introduce him like he he lived the gimmick yeah so to speak, and we had a long conversation um, with Kev about him. Where I, it was funny because we kind of had some UIW stuff we threw in, but I feel like a lot that we talked about was more his journey with Danny and like it being on the Indies and growing up and like learning from him, and then being the one to retire him too from pro wrestling, which is like this whole full circle thing, I feel. And and I thought that was a perfect end to Danny's story if there had to be one. Yeah. You know, like it, Danny Danny took all of us under his wing. I feel like that's why we, we had that push. We had that extra step before we should have. You know what I mean? We, we got to learn a little bit more about the business. We got to freaking, you know, because he was in it. Yeah. You know, he would tell us, this is what I'm doing. This is what you do. And like, we would practice, you know, like we would go by his guidance and it didn't prove us wrong. Like I, you know, if anyone asked me who my trainer is, I, I tell him Danny, Danny Danger, Danger, you know, Danny Danger. Yeah. You know, me, Kev, Andrew, like pretty much everyone that came out of that yard mm-hmm. who trained under me and Kev yep. is pretty much being trained under Danny Danger because it's the same shit that he taught us that we just passed down. Yeah, I'm a Danny Danger product. You're you're a, you're a product. Absolutely. Yeah. You're a Danny Danger product. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we all owe it to him. Yeah. You know, in 100%. a sense. I, I love Danny Danger. You Me know? too. We had a falling out, but, like, at the end of it, we squashed our beef and that yeah, the rest he, is history. There he was, was a good there was friend. a very um, even parting on that 
day when he uh, when he retired. I remember he hugged all of us and he said something nice to each one of us. Absolutely, and I didn't yeah. think he was going to do that, and he didn't have to do that. No, you know what didn't. I mean? But he did, and that's and honestly, Torres, right there, when he gave me that hug, when he left, that's exactly when I knew I had to get back into pro wrestling. Yeah. That night I said, next training assignment, next show I'm going to the training in the morning. Right yeah. then and there, me and Andrew said, it's time. And that next show, we started training. I was so proud of you. And we were back in the circuit, you know? like Yeah, because there was a while, I was actually just talking about this with um, Matt before the podcast, but uh, there was a while when it was just me and Kev, like, running through, like, f- probably a little bit from midway through senior year, like, towards the end to probably, like, a year or so after that. There yeah. was a lot of time where me. And I mean, Kev you were put a, you put other. in you paid your dues I too. Paid my dues you know too. what I mean? You you're still paying your dues, and I mean it's good. Freaking, I'm I'm glad because we went to training first when we were 16 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was 10th grade. I was fucking 222 pounds. You know what I mean? I was like five eight. I was a short, was stumpy fat kid, fat kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and Thurston just crushed us you know what i mean he mm. broke he broke us yeah you know what i mean and to the point where i was like this isn't you know if this is how it's gonna be because we were 16 you know it you have to be 18 years old to wrestle in in new york yeah we were 16 so we would have to be paying those dues for two years jesus you Christ. know what i mean and it, it was like it started out with six people the next week five the next week, fucking me, Andrew, Pat Poison, and Kev. Mm-hmm. And then the last week, just me and Andrew. Yeah. That's so... That's you know so what crazy. I mean? That, that And that was it. That was the end of NEW Niagara's training school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was just, like, Kev doing his thing for a while. And, and then but Kev, Kev stuck around because, you know, he was he was 16. So yeah. he was getting bookings in, in, P, in PA. Yeah. With Danny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he's already ahead of the game. So all he knew, and they knew how good he good he was. So he didn't really have to pay. You know, he he did cameraman forever. You yeah. know what I mean? He paid his dues for sure. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah, he stuck with it for the whole time we were absent. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really crazy to see his progression throughout the years and how far he's come. Oh my god, life. it's absolutely incredible. Like if you ask me, I've known Kevin since I was seven years old. You know what I mean? And he's been a he just always seems to amaze me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What this kid could do. I mean, he's a great artist. You know what I mean? He yeah. draws. Not many people know that he does, and he yeah. draws really. He draws really well. very very well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He draws, and you know he's he's there's so much more talent. And I always tell people that like. Kev's not talented at a lot of things, but the things he is talented on, he he's at. fucking great at. Yeah, you know, and I that's that's the only way I could describe Kev. You yeah. know what I mean? I, he's I, not that good at like basketball and shit like that, <laughs> but like you know, he's not good at a lot of things. But like what he is good at, he's fucking excellent yeah, at. Yeah, don't play football with his ass. No, he, every pass yeah, he sucks. He sucks at, at sports, really. <laughs> you know, it's bad. He's good. He's an amazing wrestler, but like any other sport, it's man, so he, funny. He's to getting watch. picked last. Him and Andrew, they, they they are the last pick. That's why I love him because I got picked last every gym class from fourth grade <laughs> to eighth grade, every one of them, and in that. That's what made me so happy in high school because there was like an original draft and then they just drafted like 
the the remaining 15 people. Yeah. And I'll never forget the first time that happened. I was like, oh, there was a draft? I I don't have to get publicly picked last? I don't have to do this shit right. anymore? Oh, draft. That's Holy perfect. shit. Yeah, like, right. This is amazing. <laughs> right in that hall across the street. I was I was the worst one in sports in my oh, whole class. Geez. But then, like... But then you guys came along with wrestling, and all of a sudden, like, there's something that I wanted to excel at and that I wanted to learn and that, like, was really passionate for because we were all fans at Exactly, and that's the greatest thing about wrestling is, like, you know, you could come from all different shapes and sizes and, like, different skill sets, and it could bring you together and give you something to work towards, yeah. you know what I mean? And it could set you apart in something you could get into, you know what I mean? If you're fucking weird, man, like... If you're weird, you're fucking probably gonna be a great wrestler because yeah. you're fucking weird. That's me. Oh, that you know? that was that was entirely me in high school. Yeah, I'm much better now, and I've bloomed a lot more now. But like the me in high school compared to the me now is just very much finding oh, himself. Fucking crazy different. Like <laughs> crazy when you and the first time you came up to me, you like curly headed fuck, and you're freaking. You know, like from then and now, I mean, what that was. That was um, 2008 now that yeah. I met you, so it's 13 years 13 ago years. Up. 13 fucking years. Wow. Yeah. That, like, how crazy is that? That's fucking wild. So, like, we'll, we'll sidetrack for a second from okay. UIW to mention that. So, when I met you, I um, had known Andrew first out of the whole group. Like, he was in my a biology class. He was in my biology class, my gym class freshman year. And we talked about wrestling like a little bit. We were always real friendly to each other. I've always fucking loved Drew. I've yeah, Andrew. Andrew is such a good person, and he could talk to fucking anyone. anyone. Honestly, and and he's so respectful to everyone. Yeah, you know, he's one of those people. I feel like he's on the same level with like Peter to me. Yeah, where, like I've I've I'm not as close as with them as you and Kevin. Yeah, but like I always have felt like really connected. With exactly, them. and you know, you talk. You know, instance. you talk to them. You know, yeah. what I mean. So I had met him first. And then sophomore year, um, I had already been watching UYW because he was like, "Watch UYW, watch UYW." Yeah, he we oh we we literally drew it on on fucking whiteboards in high school. The yeah. Kevin's link, you know, YouTube slash Twist UYW. Like we did all we on AIM. We spammed every single person on our buddies list with a fucking link. Yeah. So yeah, Andrew, put, so we all cool. put it over. So he put it over really well. And then sophomore year, you and I had, like, five or six classes Dude, we had together. so many fucking classes together, dude. Like, we had fucking, we had, let's see. First and second, so we second We had Earth Science. We had Earth Science Lab. We had Global 2. We had... Um, English. We had English, English yeah, English. And then <sighs> later in the year, when we switched, we had gym class together. So, yes, yes. Yeah, so the second half of the year, we were in gym class every yes, day. Yes, you're right. You, you're right. Yeah, how fun. Dude, we had so many And you classes. were originally in my chorus. Yes, so I like, was in Contrai, but I skipped, fifth period, of- I skipped fifth period every day to go to lunch for a second period. You're such an asshole because, like, I was actually passionate about that shit, and like, you skipped levels because you were just skipping the class. And I, yeah, I legit was skipping. Yeah, I just was skipping because I didn't like fucking chorus at all, and they put me in fucking advanced chorus because they're like, you need a music credit, Randy. 
And then you ended up staying in. And then I ended up fucking loving it. It became my favorite class. Yeah, like, Dean Vales is the shit, dude. So like, so that's good. where I met, like, a lot of good friends. And you know what I mean? I still have great memories. I mean, that New York City trip was still the best trip I've ever so been on. I mean, you can't get anything better than that. Like, that, those were great times. And, like, I owe that to Chorus. Like, I, you know, I. I pretty much failed 10th grade because of you because I just copied Shut all your homework. Shut the fuck up. So I knew you were going to mention that, you piece of shit. So we'll I get to fl- I we'll flunked every fucking subject in 10th grade because I copied his homework no. and then flunked the you test. such a piece of shit. Okay, so here's, here's how we meet originally. So originally I meet this asshole <laughs> because I'm watching UIW – He's in so many of my classes, and I was like, I have no friends. Like, I was like, I really want to, like, make a friend and also, like, I know he likes wrestling. Like, we can talk he's about a fr- that. He's like, a backyard wrestler. Yeah, like, he's got to like wrestling, So right? we had a fire drill the one day. And, like, I remember thinking, because, like, you were, like, close by, I was like, this is my chance. Like, I could say something. You were talking to Jake and saying something. Yeah, Jake like was in the class, yeah. And um, then I go, you're Randy Flame from UIW, right? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, I watch on YouTube. I think yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Like, I really like it. And we talked for like a second. And then we went back to class and we finished class. And the next uh, period we had Earth Science Earth Lab. Science lab. And you came and sat at my table. Yes, and yeah. I was immediately like, oh, fuck. Like, he likes me. There like, we oh, go. shit. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then like from that point on, we never fucking stopped hanging out. Exactly. We always you remember like you we pushed the, you pushed that kid dresses Jesus on Halloween and so his head into the locker. This guy's was bending over to grab a you fucking told binder, me to. and I told him to push this kid from behind, like his head into the locker, pretty much, and he fucking did it. I was like, that's my that's when I knew he was a boy right there. That's my boy. I, I mean, like I needed. It seemed cool somehow, and I shouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> I feel like a piece of shit for that. Thanks for bringing that up. Now you're going to get my ass canceled on this episode. Like, this will be it. 11th episode is the best time to get canceled, Yeah, I that's think. it. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so we're in all these classes together, and this and this piece of shit has me doing his homework. All and of the it. The first couple of times, it was a courtesy. And then the next ones, I just didn't want him to fail because he just wouldn't have done yeah, the homework regardless. I just was not in the mood for it. So if anything, I made him look better because he only had to go to the fucking summer school for the exams and not for the fucking homework. No, I had to go to no, I had to go to I had to repeat Eligebra one. I wasn't in your class. <laughs> I know, I know. That was my bad. <laughs> and then uh See, so how can you say it was my fucking fault? I went, I was, if you failed the classes, I wasn't even in I forgot you weren't in that class. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. And then I I went to summer school for uh, Global 2, which you were in my class. Yeah. And then I went for uh, English. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kyle were in the same fucking class. Yeah, English. And then... Uh, how did they not know? And then I homework. skipped earth science. They're like, fuck it. You only need three credits. So we'll just skip that and we'll give you uh, environmental issues, oh which was pretty much like the the stupid class that you just basically <laughs> had to show up to pass. Because just to pass. Or- just to pass. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? This is awesome. So that's one thing I didn't have to do, you know. <laughs> 
But I did have to retake my math class, which fucking sucked. Yeah, see, that wasn't me. So, fuck you. Yeah, no. I got you through a lot of shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, we're inseparable at that point. And then the first memory I have of UIW and, and, and actually coming to it is um, I had rehearsal for, I think I was doing Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat at, okay. at the high school at the time. And it was a Friday. Um, at that point, my bike is my Maserati, so yeah. like I'm, it, I just have freedom to go and do whatever. Yes. I think I have my paper route at that point, so I'm pretty sure I did my paper route in the morning so I could come. But you go, there's a UIW live event. Yeah. And it was your second one ever that you were doing. And it was... Um, was you, that when, like, Manasani was there? Yeah, a bunch of people were and there. And, like, yeah. Body was there. Body was there, like, yeah. Yeah, a bunch I remember, of girls. I only remember, like, shades of people because yeah, I didn't me really too, know man. Yeah, Because who did I fucking face? I knew I did a swan. Andrew. Yeah, yeah, so Andrew, yeah, I did a swan belt, And then you lost, and, like, he was like, I'm the chip. And then you were like, yeah, but it's not actually for the belt. Sorry. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I dude. I I I remember the only spot I remember in that match is doing a fucking spawn off, off the, the top, top and missing it. Yeah, I remember. So that show started with Will Willis, Dark Angel Will Willis, choke slamming <laughs> Tyler Oswald. Okay. Yeah. We we had times. we had Ozzy. Yeah, we had Ozzy jobbed to <laughs> Will Willis, and we had him like get choke slammed. Like yeah, like fucking ten times. Terrible. For, so oh, because bad. it was so shitty. Because we were trying to get it on film too. I think, right? Yeah, I think you were. We were trying to get it on film. Yeah, because some of some of those matches were in episodes. Yeah. Yes, like Pat, so. like Pat, and uh... no, no, no. Pat wasn't in the picture yet. This was pre Battle for the Belt one. <gasps> oh, you're you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Um, yeah. yeah, I did face. Oh, you, shit. You yeah, faced, faced Andrew, Andrew for that one. Yep. Um, I know Joe faced somebody. I remember that. I don't remember what I, the main event was. A lumberjack match, and I can't remember like. Oh my god, Kevin did the swanton off the top rope onto yes, everyone, yes, right? Yeah, like we got the I, neighborhood. I wasn't kids. there for that part yeah. because um, I had to be at rehearsal. rehearsal yeah. But then that night, you rolled up on your bike after. To the, all of a sudden, to the alumni center with uh, with Buck, with Buck and Kevin, with Kevin and, um, and Andrew, Drass. probably and Dress, yeah. So um, we're all hanging. Oh, we chilled like, for like hours at yeah. the fucking park over we there. Just hung out, like yeah. all of a sudden. That was the first time we hung out, like outside of school and outside you're, of like. You're right. Yes, you're right. And um, you go, what are you doing tomorrow? Because we had the next day off, and I was like, yeah. I was like, I think I'm free around this time. You're like, that'd be perfect. Let's get some training in. And the next yeah. day, I trained for the first time. Yeah. Yes. And that was like my introduction. And then we had the Halloween episode. Yeah. So, I mean, that you introduced yourself to me at the beginning of the year, kind of, because like the Halloween episode was filmed on Halloween. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? It, it was early on because I was, I remember thinking, if I have to make, a, if I'm going to make a friend, it has to be now. It has to be. Yeah. Because you, didn't you get that mask? Didn't you get the Danny Flash mask like it, for like, Halloween, like pre Halloween, yeah. for Halloween? Because yeah. you wore that to school. Because I saw it. You wore that to school. I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw it at Hot topic. I I thought it was so cool. I was so psyched to get yeah. to in the ring for the first time, and I'm so I was so psyched that I found like a, a wrestling mask. Yes, like that. Yes. was like, Ray Mysterio was the shit. Was he the still shit. is yeah. the shit. It like still is. just the mystique of like yes. wearing that and like not having people see your face. The first yeah. day I met Pat, 
I had the mask on the entire time, and he uh, didn't see my face until the end of it. Oh, like, yeah. He didn't, he didn't see it the whole time. Because you battled for the bow, right? That's where you met Pat. No. Because um, you left early. Later. Later, because I left after, or like midway through training for battle for the bow, because I had to go to church. Because That's the reason because, I left. Uh, let's, let's see. I'm trying to think on the timeline here, because you... Yeah, that was the first time Pat came. That Pat came like two weeks later. He came a couple weeks later, yeah. But and he moved, and he lived, and he never left. But I didn't meet him for a while. So like, we had um, we had battle for the belt one, which um, we talked about a we touched on a little bit with Kevin. But battle for the belt one was a super show that UIW did with a fed in uh, the yard called ETTW. Um, and they met through GBYWN, right? Yeah, so the Global Backyard ne- or Wrestling Network. Yep. Um, and through time, they just linked up. And Matt DeMorest is the best backyard wrestler of all time. Of all time. Ke- and Kevin's like... Right I, behind I him, man. It's it's weird because there's two different levels. So. Well, you got to realize, Kev went pro, man. He yeah. didn't stay in the yard. But my, he don't deserve to be... I love Kev, and he was one of my favorite backyard wrestlers. But like... The fact that he went pro, you know what I mean? So young. Yeah. You know, he kind of put the fucking backyard behind him and, you know, focused on man shit. Well, and- here's here's my stance on on where we are with that. So I think that DeMorest is the best backyard wrestler of all time, which I think a lot of people can agree on. I think Matt DeMorest could have been the best wrestler, wrestler of, all time. Of, all time. of all time. Like, if this guy went pro, dude, like, before he did, you know, now he's retired. I love Matt DeMorest. I love you know him what too, I mean? Man. He's a fucking great guy. Yeah. I love hanging out with him. He's, he's a and really good You know what I mean? Dude. He could have been the best pro wrestler mm-hmm. in the world I think. I mean, he had he had the strength to put up a 300 pound man on his shoulders and he had the agility to do a double fucking backflip on your ass. You know what I mean? Like so crazy. you can't you know, you can't get any better than that. That's better better than both worlds, It you was know? like a robot was wrestling you. Like all of a sudden it was like this assassin just programmed to like take you out. However, Yes, however. I mean, yeah, however, you know, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, everyone, you know, every powerhouse wishes they were a little high flyer, and every high flyer, high flyer wishes they were a little bit powerhouse, like, he had the both. ultimate package, you both. know what I mean, he had both. And it, and it let him pull some crazy moves out, like, he was so innovated with a lot of his moves that we see people now that, like, We'll credit him for like, oh, yeah, I got this from the art and I got that from the art just because the era we grew up in and so many people just watch it looking for every I mean, ounce of I wrestling mean, they could on YouTube. That, that era, too, they, we were in like that sweet spot era of backyard wrestling where there was only really a few like decently known like backyard wrestling fets. You yeah, know I mean, absolutely. at that point, it was like, you know, ETTW, obviously the greatest backyard wrestling fight ever you know what i mean yeah and then, I'd say so. and then you know you got uiw you know and there's a couple other ones but they were you know they were before our time even like yeah you know we had and we had jwa you know i mean joey adams and all them over there ryan rage all them yeah you know we, we there was there, there was like a really good there was a really good set of standard backyard wrestling that like if you were a backyard wrestling fan mm-hmm. you knew who all of them were all of them you know what I mean? All of them. And and that was a cool part because, you know, like, 
basically like now like if you look at backyard wrestling it's kind of like the indies you know what i mean but like before like backyard wrestling for us it was like all right one's like impact one's like aw one's like wwe you know what i mean yeah. they all have their different kind of flavors to it and whoever adapts to it they liked what they liked you know mm. and uh i feel like now there's this either a like too much backyard wrestling feds where you don't really know who to watch or you know what's no, popping it's oversaturated like, yeah like back in the day you knew like okay like uiw etw like those feds were fucking entertaining and they were and they were consistent yeah you know what i mean and they had the best music the best editing you know the best effects all that shit. you know it makes it way more enjoyable to watch you know if you said if, if you're watching a backyard a raw Backyard wrestling match, like, it's boring. Yeah. Because there's no one in the crowd marking out. No. You know what I mean? Especially if there's two people in the crowd, one person being the camera guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you put music to it, you add some effects, you know what I mean? And you give it a bells and whistles, and it's way more entertaining to watch. Much better. Much, much better. Um, Yeah, we, we really had, like, a really cool thing going with all of that. So... Matt is definitely the best backyard wrestler of all time. Yeah. Kevin, in my opinion, will be the most successful. The most successful? Absolutely. That's, I think that's he, where I stand. I think he already – yeah, I think he already proclaimed that for sure. Yeah. he's He's got belts everywhere. Yes, but yet again, Zane. Yeah. You know, he got signed, but, you know, Kev was a way bigger name before Zane, you know. But Zane was always also insanely talented. Oh, too. he's great. He's so he's fucking great. Um, yeah. My favorite backyard match of all time is Matt versus Alex Zane, too, because of the storytelling. Me, too. Honestly, honest, to be honest, bro, that's mine, too. Yeah, it's Seriously. so good. There's the so storytelling, like I said, the music, the effects, it gets, it sucks you in mm -hmm. to the match more. You the, know what I mean? The shoulder injury from the first. Yeah, the match shoulder injury. I mean, back. dude, he's got the a false he broke his where he's he like, broke his fucking nose. You know, he did. Then he did a four fucking fifty right on his goddamn face. You know what I right mean? On like his face. it was, just, it was so fucking cool. To like, I love Like I said, I think that's probably like. Him, it, it it goes him versus Zane two, and then it goes him versus Kevin one. Yes, yes, him versus Kevin one is a crazy. Match. I mean, you know, because like I said, not many people had a ring in no. backyard wrestling. No, nobody. It was did. very unless it was homemade. There was never a bought ring. Now I feel like rings are a lot more. I I, I don't even know how to say available, but like for some reason I feel like they are because I feel like everyone has a ring now. Yeah. You know, but back then, no one had a ring, so they're like, holy shit, especially no one around here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why when we first met Brandon Thurston and, and Brett, they're like, oh, you guys are the kids with the ring. Mm -hmm. They already knew, We were already making, like, waves in North Tonawanda before we even went pro. Very much so, because you saw the ring in Kevin's, like, Kevin's yard wasn't enclosed. It was, it was not enclosed. If you're walking or driving down the street, you take a quick right look, you're going to see a fucking wrestling ring on 8th Avenue, you know? Yeah, exactly, and it's it's so fucking crazy to watch. It was It was so weird, like, being able to tell people, like, our story and have them be like, he has a ring in his backyard. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, and we just, we do it. We, like, learn how I to I mean, do it. and if you look back at it, we fucking grew up in that ring. Like, we would leave, me and Kev and Andrew would leave high school and go right to the ring. Yeah. And be there 
all day, day, every day. Like all day. You want to talk about bumping every day? I bumped every day for probably three or four years straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I bumped every day. Hard bumps, fucking drills. Like we would do drills every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? We would bump every day. We would have matches every day. Mm-hmm. We would film when we can. Like we. That's just how it was. We wrestled every day. What's your favorite match you ever did in the art? That you ever participated that in. That I ever participated in. I, you know, I really like mine and Andrew's uh, Warriors Restriction match. I was going to say that match, too. You know, that match was very good because the crowd was hot. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else? Like, it's hard. A lot of my good matches weren't, like, on film. You know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, like, because me and Kev, we've had bangers, but nothing's on film. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like... It's hard to say, but I would probably have to say that one. That to one be is, completely is my favorite of yours too. Yeah, the- I don't think there's there's a better one. Or like, you know, I could go all the way back to even like like I said, me and Andrew Phantom at the fire. Like that yeah. had a lot of story behind it. You know yeah. what I mean? It had and it had a lot of fucking plot twists with Black Panther showing up for no fucking reason. For no reason. But you know what I mean? Plot twist. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it is what it is, but, like, I I would say probably me and Andrew's Warriors restriction just because we had the crowd hot, and it, it was it was an all-in-all good match, but also, like, FOF, you know, that was our, like... There were some great matches in I've it. had, I think that was my peak of backyard wrestling, you know yeah, what I mean, was FOF because I was really, really, like, in it, in it, you know? Well, that's when you were sparked again, because that's when I was living in Kenmore for the first time, yep. and then... um. I was coming back and I was wrestling all the time and I was um I felt I was at my peak too at that point. You know cuz I I feel like I don't want to say I was afraid to wrestle people. I think I was afraid to wrestle people back in the yeah. day. But like when FOF came around, I knew it was like it was this is what I got to do. You know what I mean? Like if and and we treated FOF like a legitimate ass fat. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we had the match card written, we had you know, we would do double takes. Double you know takes. what I mean? We would have two matches a day. Mm-hmm. We would get two shows out of the way. Mm-hmm. We would start at fucking 10 a.m. in the morning, usually after a wrestling show that we just did ring crew for. Yep. You know what I mean? And did a wrestling seminar that morning or even wrestled. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, and then we would fucking, you know, we would put on legit ass matches and. I think FOF is where I really grew. You know what I mean? Well, That's look why at the was, products that came from that. I, well, you Anthony know, you, Gaines. Anthony Gaines. You know Vinny what I Moon. mean? Vinny Moon. You got uh, Ryan Cassidy. You yeah. have Jet Rebel. You have you know Jer, aka Jerk Hawkins. Um, you know you have you have Tank Abrams. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have me. You have Kevin. You have Andrew. You have I mean, how many? I mean, that's fucking ten people almost. Yeah. Like. Greg, 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 yes, Greg. Fuck, like I said, that's ten people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ryan Black would have been in it too. He got booked for Pier Six and and no showed. Yeah, you know what I mean? We produced a lot of homegrown talent in that yard, and I feel like FOF helped out a lot because, you know, we had the match card, we did everything professional, we had times on there, and we we tried sticking to it, and we, you know, I think. I don't know why we don't have any footage on it now. Like the the count's gone or something. But like, I feel like that was some of my best shit. Like, me and yeah. Greg had a fucking banger match. Me and Anthony had a fucking banger match. Me and Andrew had another rematch, which was banger. 
me and Kev, me and Kyle, you know, we you know, we had a fucking bangers of matches. And like everyone did. I mean, I love fucking Flash Black, you and fucking Ryan Black. That yeah. was that was a dope tag team. You guys flipping over the top rope on the body and Kev, like that was sick. Like Anthony and you battling for the freaking uh X Division, you know what I mean? We had some people doing freaking tag teams, like we had what was the stable called? Ah, uh, the force. The force. The shield was getting. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was actually pretty fun. You know, you had Kyle Bennett, Youngblood, finally getting the title. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but he was taking too many head injuries. Well, no, he Jeff Hardy. He got too high before <laughs> freaking facing Greg. Forgot a bunch of shit. And we're like, all right. And, and being the office myself, I was like, we got to strip him. We got to let him. He's got to drop it. And then the next show, Greg dropped it. Uh, yeah, or Greg dropped it that show. No, he didn't. He didn't drop it. Yeah, I think he remained champ up until we stopped doing it. I think he did. I know, dude. Duke Morris was going to get such a push. Yeah, what the fuck happened? He's an idiot. Yeah. He would have won the title, Duke, and he was a good bumper. Like, like I said, Duke, man. he would have been good on the Indies too. Yeah, all of us would. I. That just made me a little bit sad because I heard all those names and part of me went. Fuck! I should have been there with them for a little bit, like because yeah. there was, there were times I, I my the highlight of my career is going to ETTW and working Oblivion Five, and that's and that's that's a good fucking accomplishment. And it, for and it was good wrestler. because I never um I never got to work a Battle for the Belt until Battle for the Belt Five, which nobody got to see really, um because it was through FOF. And it was like the last UIW show, and we like we had a very very small audience for it. Um, oh yeah, it was what all was the, the card? People. It was the only match I remember that I was on was um, it was me and Body versus I don't even remember who we faced. You and Solomon maybe. Me and Solomon? Maybe you and Solomon. Maybe. I don't remember the last one. I can't remember, but then uh, at the end, Body got pissed at me and started stomping me, and that was like his huge turn leave. Oh, my God. Yeah, what the fuck happened there? Yeah. Yeah. I remember him stomping you, but I don't know who was in that match. But yeah, that was. I the, can't remember. But that was that was. We were gonna bring back the battle for the belt. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only one I was a part of, and then GB uh, YWN is up and one day I'm in the quad my freshman year of college and I see this post for um Oblivion 5 and it's this open post for whoever wants to come and show up and work a match like just it's come. an open invite just yeah cuz honestly post. like as a backyard wrestler like the more people you have at different feds the fucking cooler you were because you don't have that many people yeah. coming from different feds. So if you have multiple people, like an indie show, mm-hmm. multiple locations and areas come in, you know, it's a little more special. Yeah. And so coincidentally, I see that post and 15 minutes later, because me and Kev are vibing so well at this point, Kevin texts me and he goes... ETTW put up an open call for Oblivion 5. What do you think? Do you want to go down like and see what we can do? And I go, dude, I just saw that. Yeah, let's go do it. So we decide um, Pat Poison's living back in New Jersey. Yeah. Now this is after his accident. And um, 
we decide we're going to go see Pat and we're going to the, – the first day we're down there, we're going to work Oblivion 5. Yeah. And um, so Kev worked – Mark Electric, and he knew he was going down to work him, and that was yeah. fucking. I was so happy that he was working that match because you couldn't ask for two better. Well, people I mean, at that point, Cat was pretty much done backyard wrestling. Yeah, you know what I mean. He yeah. was pull on pro eighteen. You know, were eighteen years old? We were. He was working ESW. Yeah. Then point. yeah, he. uh yeah, so he was pretty much full on pro. Yeah, so it was cool to see like Twist show up back to the yard. It was at really Oblivion. Cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he, I remember we took an Amtrak all the way down there. So we we left at five, and then we got there at like four o'clock, like the daylight starting to go. And we yeah we recorded our matches in the pitch black. They had lights um, yeah that that could record cool parts of it, and that was fun to do. Um. But I remember that we got there, and I didn't. I kind of didn't know what was happening still because my original match that I requested, like Matt had asked me if I wanted to do anything, and yeah. I said if it's possible, I want to work a triple threat with G Fatal and Bless. Yeah, like, that's that's what I would want to. I love for Bless because and that, dude, G Fatal is my fucking the shit. bro, dude. He's fucking awesome. Glenn Maximum is fucking awesome. Um, so, um, that's what I wanted. Neither of them could make it to the show. Yeah. So we get in Danny's car when we get there, and he tells us that there's going to be a gauntlet, and we're both going to be in the gauntlet once we get there. And the lineup of these people is just this who's who of fucking backyard wrestling. Right. Oh, that's like, dope. So it was Marky. We have Justin Henry, who was, um, I think, Justin one of the Henry. hardest workers in ETTW history. Just well, I mean, where he started and where he is now. I mean, dude, he he's pro. He's amazing. I mean, I think he's doing good on the Indies yeah. right now. So um, we talk about him. Or, or he's in that match um, who we just talked about. Uh, you have Johnny Boy who's in that too. Johnny Boy, yep. Um, and then I came in and I pinned Marky. Marky had pinned the previous two. Yeah. I came in and he had told me, he was like, you're just going to bright lights me and like that's going to be it. There you I was go. like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then I started fresh with Ragnarok, and that's one of my favorite memories is just. I know, that was dope. I love that. He was so technical, and he worked it. A, a speed I love yeah. to work at, and I'll never forget working that match and then walking away and being like, "I think I just did my company proud." And yeah, like I'm getting kind of emotional thinking about that too, and that's weird because it's like it's this backyard fed. That, but like, I mean, that but was, we wanted to represent, and I remember I mean, and to like us that was more because nobody knew who I was too. Because we like I worked a couple episodes. You were here and there, yeah, you were but very I worked under a mask. Yes, and I was like, I was almost like the best kept secret. Yeah, that, that was around because all of a sudden there's this guy that's like I mean, training a lot of the. I mean, and, when you look at you versus Kev, like later on, I mean that that's fucking you. You that's one of my favorites too. Like you and Kev, like I appreciate that. You guys have a lot of good history on there. You and yeah. Kev put on a very good match. Like you know how to work. Towards, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I wish I wasn't so injury prone because I would love to. You know what my ideal thing would be. My ideal thing that I would love What's to that? do, and I would even take time off of acting to do it. This is, in my opinion, what would make Kevin sell perfectly at okay. this point. Is if he 
was at the superstar level now that he's big on YouTube and the quarantine's like yeah. kind of over, right? Yeah. And he has this manager. Yours truly is the manager. Yeah. Kevin doesn't say a goddamn word ever anymore. Anytime he wants to say something, <laughs> you he say. whispers in my ear. <laughs> that- and then I say it. That would be person. freaking so awesome. Dude, I would quit acting to do that. <laughs> I would quit acting to do that. Because, like, I feel like at this point, like, that's just the, the thing that would separate him, like, a little bit. Oh, it's absolutely. Like having, cause absolutely. Because I, I love him, and I, I love all the... I love all the rap gimmick things yeah. that he does, but there are so many people now. See, the, the problem with... The, the, that gimmick is seen and yeah. inspired so many people to do that gimmick that now everybody wants to do it. Exactly. But if it's yeah. at the superstar level where it's just like, well, you know, you got to realize John Cena did it first. Fuck yeah. I mean, cut the crap. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, he did it first. Like there is no, you know, and people, it does sell still. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, even Kevin and like, you know, in Canada, like, the remix, Kevin Bennett. Like, that's a big thing. I love you know? that. But this is one of my favorite. So, I never got my my big indie moment, but us helping him win the title was one of my favorite moments that... I mean, that was great. That for we him. ever had. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that, that's... It was I mean, I love going to Smash because they just pretty much say, do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? So, like... When we went down for, like, their, their mania, mm-hmm. it was, like, a day after one of our shows, and we go down there, and it's me, Joe, and Lou, and Andrew, and we go, and we go in, uh, we're his entourage, and, like, we had to plan out this whole thing where we catch him, put him back in the ring, and we had to catch a big motherfucker, too. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, uh... But yeah, Smash is always fun. Like winning the belt, that was a great. That was awesome. I, I'm I'm honored to be like standing in the ring with Kevin winning that belt because he loves Smash. Like yeah, he does. You know what I mean? He thinks very highly of them. So for him to be their world champ, I mean, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and it was cool to be there for that. That whole card was great. Um, it was. And like you had. Uh, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno both on that card. You had Ultimo Dragon on that card. Ultimo Dragon, you yeah. Had, um, it, you had Tarek on that card. Yep, Tarek and Kev tore the house. I mean, that match was fucking dope was before dope. we they jumped in. They didn't even need us. But just run it, being able to have that moment in the ring and just to have it be with him but yeah, made you my know, whole, it yeah, made everything worth it for it, me with It's that. definitely like a hard work well done. You know what I mean? Like a pat on the back almost for yeah. him, which he deserves because I don't think he gets that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He he deserves more pats on the back. He does. He does a lot. Yeah, he's worked so much. You know what I mean? He's he's a man of many talents, mm-hmm. and I, that's what I love about him. I, Kevin's great. One thing I wish you could have seen, and this is segueing kind of back into that match. So during that gauntlet, you have me and Ryan, and then you have uh, Danny jumping in yeah. and stomping Ryan. I wish you could have been there to see the first time Kev and Danny worked each other again after everything That's that had what, gone on. Because that I was know. in that gauntlet match. Well, really, though, like... Danny scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest. He was intimidating. He was, we were, what, three years younger? I mean, he was very intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? He scared the fuck out of me. So like, even, like, going to his last retirement match, like, I was just 
intimidated just just from his entrance. He was always very intimidating because he was a very. I'm not that fucking smart. He's a very smart guy. He's a very smart man. You know very, what I mean. Smart. He's very intelligent. You know what I mean. And me, I'm far off from that. So like, you know That's what I not mean. True. That's <laughs> true. But. Uh, you know, he he was very intimidating, and I was petrified to see Danny. Yeah, me too. And I feel like, and that's why I quit wrestling, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I knew he was coming to ESW now, you know what I mean, at that time. I knew he hated me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Big Money got jumped by fucking G-Web, they fought, and like <laughs> I called Kev, and like Danny picked up and said, fuck you, Ugh. and hangs up, you know what I mean? So... I had my beefs with him too, though. Like, we all and, we all did, but man. The, but there was a point. So uh, that that ETTW date, which was it, it was really funny in a lot of ways because a lot of things aligned. Like Danny picks us up, and I didn't know what to think too at that point because I well yeah he picked you up yeah he picked you guys up so, I, yeah so we like we were in the house or whatever and uh, he passed he passed by me at one point he patted me on the shoulder and then I stopped him and I was like Danny. I was like, I'm sorry about like all that shit that I said a couple of years. And he was like, he was like, no, he's like, you were being a good friend. Like, that's, that's all you have to. And like, just that, the fact that he acknowledged that and just made me feel comfortable. Kind of weighed off the shoulders, right? Yeah. 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 Danny's the shit. And we, we do owe a lot to him. I love, I love Danny Rowe. Like I will always, I give, I give, you know, him all the credit for my career. Yeah. For any success I've had, you know. Not many, but all the ones I did have, I owe to him. But because you have a ton of success, so we we can jump right into that. So you start right after Danny leaves with ESW, and then like a year or two later, you're tag champ with Andrew. Well, a year or two. I mean, it it took us it took us four years to become an overnight success. <laughs> if that makes any sense, yeah. we we didn't win. Our first ESW match until like two or three years into the Fed. Wow. You know what I mean? We won a few DQs and shit like that, but it really took till about like 2016. Yeah. You know, to really get us going. And then like 2017 when we won the titles, like we went a whole year and some change without losing. Yeah. You know, so like it, it, I think it was worth it waiting because they just wanted to hype us up as much as possible. Yeah. Well, that was the same thing with Kevin, though, because Kevin wa- lost, like, his first five or six matches within the company. Kevin and lost, like, yeah, Kevin lost, like, the, the first, Kevin lost, like, the first, like, yeah, two years almost. Mm-hmm. And then they handed him the interstate, and he was almost the longest interstate champion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you, I mean, you that's. You that forever. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of cool because that that's how they kind of work. But that's how they show if you're worth it or not. Like, is this guy going to stay around even though Yeah, we're you just... paid your dues. And I don't mind losing. I mean, it's, it's a show. It's acting. I mean, I love playing the villain at Brockport, and I love playing the hero in North Tonawanda, you know? Yeah. And if I win or lose, it doesn't matter as long as I'm entertaining. It's so fun. Yeah. It, it's it, the coolest... Um... The, one of the coolest gimmicks I ever saw was my first uh, ESW show, and the main event was Pepper and Kevin Grace okay. facing um, Mastiff and Chris Cooper when they were still okay, yeah, yeah, when they were famous, yes, and um, it, they had this great, 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 great match, and then 
like towards the end, Cooper and Mastiff are like, ah, fuck this. And they start walking off, right? They walk behind the curtain. Yeah. Like, everybody's booing because they th- they're thinking like, oh, they're just going to walk off. Yeah. The whole roster comes walking back out with them, with like, them. on their shoulders and just see like them that shit. Like rig. that shit's definitely Puma stuff, and yeah. like Puma has such creative shit like that. Like, but that's that's the shit you always remember. You know what I mean? He yeah. has those kind. Of, like Brett is great with booking. You know what I mean? He's so good. he's incredible. Shout out ESW because they've really become the premier wrestling company in oh. Western New York. The premier one. They, Shout they out my build. fed. That's my fed that's, right that's there. That's my fed. Yeah, you know. I will always I, I I feel bad because like I feel like I'm still connected with certain people throughout the years. Like yeah. Matt, like I've always loved Matt and I yeah. met him. Matt that. Johnson. Shout um, out to Matt Johnson Matt for this Johnson. fucking pod cave. Um, he's he's fucking great. He's killing it, man. Um Will Lucas, Will started training the same time I did. Yes. In ESW and he's become one of like Remember the Robbie E seminar? Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like that's where we met freaking Brian DeVille. That's where we that's where I met Will mm-hmm. Lucas. I, I the, might be where you met him. All that shit. Oh, speak oh, of the speak devil. Speak of the devil. Um, so, yeah, so we we had all that shit with the Robbie E seminar. was, like, super, super fun. I, I It was weird because he had us do promos at the beginning. This because, like, we had, like, this was, like, this was mine and Andrew. This was, like, our pop-in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like. We didn't do anything for a while after leaving NEW Niagara. Then we go to the Robbie E seminar, and then we leave for probably another six months. Yeah, before going back. You know what I mean? That was kind of just like our pop in almost. But yeah. I think that seminar was fun. Yeah, but like I feel bad because I I feel like I've disconnected with a lot of people. But like so many people were always so good to me during that time, and I owe them so much. Like I owe Brett so much. Like. I always try to say hi and tell him it's it's good to see him whenever I oh, see abso- him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Puma, I, I have such a great relationship with him. Puma is like the dad we all wish we had. Bro, you know? he, used to, he still calls me Bruno when I see yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> he still calls me that He's shit. such a class act. And like, Brett, I mean, he let me live my dream. I owe it to him. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for him, nothing. So do you remember, I have kind of an obscure story that relates back to high school that okay. has to do with Puma. Okay. So my first couple um, training seminars, the first one, so the whole Bruno thing comes from the first training seminar I ever did at ESW. Yeah. I'm in the ring, and I think I did my first seminar with Pepper. So okay. Pepper at the end was, like, talking to us, and then he was like, Puma, do you have anything to say to them? And Puma yeah. started talking, and uh, he was like, he pointed at me because I have like curly ass hair. And <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like, this Bruno Mars guy over here. Yeah. It's just, so he's like, you look like Bruno Mars. He's like, do you like him? And I was like, yeah, I do like him. He's like, okay, like cool. So he just he kept calling me Bruno, Bruno. and he and he like he never stopped, right? So, um, but I told him I was like, I actually sing too. Like I I do a little bit. Yeah. So then we did Cabaret that year, and it was um, Michael Jackson. the Michael Jackson yeah, one. And yeah. I kind of, um, I'll say this on the podcast, I kind of had a chip on my shoulder that year because I felt like I put in a lot of my dues, and I felt like the way I was booked within the show, yeah, I felt like I was at a spot where they were just kind of like tossing me in there, and then I was done for the rest of the show. And yeah. Like, and like certain people I felt like were favorited to like kind of like be more like the headliners. Yes. 
but that was bad news for them because I was like, you were the fucking. I was show. like, I will never let anybody be better than this act at this point. And um, me and this band, Equilibrium, shout out um, all the members of that: Andy Dude, Simpson, Chris. That Grant, was incredible. Uh, I wish Steve we could Frank find Kowski, the footage. Ryan Horab. I have it somewhere. Andy Simpson. That's awesome. Eighties, right? Um, no, that's that. No, that's the Michael Jackson one. We just said you that, did. Um, we did. I did a hungry like the hungry like a wolf. But I'm talking about the smooth criminal. Oh, you're talking about smooth criminal. I'm talking about okay, smooth I thought you were talking about hungry from no, the wolf. No, when I did it with right. when I did it with the band, and then Funky came out and like danced halfway. Through. Oh yeah, dumbass. That no, was the shit. Yeah, it was the shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Savannah Scott's uh, stepdaughter. Yeah. Um, she was in chorus with us, and she said something about. Um, oh, Scott's here or something, which is yeah. his real name. And I just always will know him as Puma. I'll never know him as Scott. Do me either, man. Uh, I don't want to know him as Scott. So, like, <laughs> so later I'm walking through somewhere and I hear Dan. And I turn and Savannah's there and Puma's right there. And he, like, runs up and he, like, hugs me. He's like, he's like, dude, you were great. Why didn't you tell me that you could sing? Like, I was like, dude, I did, like, six times. I told you Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? But then he had me sing the national anthem, had, like, four at, or five times. At Russell Bash was the first time, right? Mm -hmm. I remember that, the Keenan. Bunch Keenan's. of times. Yeah. Bunch of times. Um, so he was always really good to me, and I I'm so glad that you guys got to have that relationship with him too. Like, I love me and Puma. We loved each other. I mean, he would dick hit us in Every the ring, day. in the ring, like yeah. before the match. I remember he dick hit fucking <laughs> Will Lucas so hard, which was his tag partner in the Battle Royal. He hit him in the dick so fucking hard that he had to like fucking get down on one knee before the match. <laughs> <laughs> the one day I came in with a, like with a pizza because like I stopped by to just say hi to you guys and I'm eating this pizza in the back or whatever. And my first interaction with Puma was like he was really happy to see me. He hugs me. He's like, "Where have you been?" He's like, "I was like, I'm sorry to barge." He's like, "No, you could literally come in at any time." He's like, "You you're always welcome here." Like, always, yeah, like maybe feel comfortable. And I'm talking to you guys in the back, and I have like a slice of the pizza in my hand. He comes <laughs> walking up to me really fast and goes. To bring it up pizza for the rest of us, fucker, and slaps it the fuck out of my hand like across the <laughs> oh, room. That is. Boom. Then he That's runs over. He up. runs over. He grabs the cross. He breaks it back. He shoves it in my mouth. Like <laughs> Puma was a disgusting motherfucker, but like he was like when I oh, first the best. when I first met when I was sixteen, he fucking made all the trainees sniff moldy cheese off like this old ass oh. cheese grater at the meeting place in Wheatfield. Fucking why? Because he's a sick fuck. He's just like, <laughs> he's like, oh, look at this. He's like, fucking, you know, trainees, get in here. Yeah. <laughs> and we, Well, I didn't get close. I sold it. Like, I smelled it. And I think everyone else That's did. a smart move to make. That's the that's like the best movie. He like possibly, tried putting it in Pat's mouth. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> disgusting. Um, do you think you're done done? Do I think I'm done done? You know, in the wrestling world, you never say never. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I would like to have a couple more matches so my daughter could see me wrestle. Yeah. You know, that's like the main goal. That's the goal. Because I don't, you know, Andrew's not coming back. So another title, tag team title run is like really not in the future at all. No. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know, just. You know, it's been so long. I, I got to get my, my feel back into it. Like, mm -hmm. me and Kev were at Grapplers, like, a month ago, a month and a half ago, two months ago. And 
that was the first time I bumped in two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I haven't touched a wrestling ring or anything, which, you know, to me is weird. I grew up in a wrestling ring. Like, that's all we did. I didn't get out of a wrestling ring, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, two years has been a very long time, and... Obviously, you, you know, you see how much fun your friends are having and you kind of get that itch again, you know? Yeah, it's hard. You get that FOMO feeling. You just don't want to. You see that and then you remember all the good times. Well, of you course, you know, like and... wrestling is stressful and everything. And I have a lot of anxiety and I feel like that that played a lot of big part in why I left. But like, you know, I would still always love to be a part of the show in any way, shape or form just because, you know, I I love pro wrestling I love being a part of it, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's me getting in the ring, even if it's me putting on a striped shirt, even if it's me sitting behind commentary, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll do it, yeah. you know what I mean? Just for the sake of helping out the show. Yeah, I know, you just love that world. And want I just, I just, and I feel like when, since I left wrestling, I became such a fucking mark, dude. Like, I love pro wrestling again. Like, at the end of my run at ESW, I fucking hated wrestling like i didn't watch it i didn't want to fucking hear about it you know talk about it nothing but like once i left like it's kind of some weight off my shoulders and like some anxiety left and like i became a really fucking big fan again like yeah. i'm loving the product right now that's how like right now is the fucking best time to be a pro wrestling fan because there's so much content out there mm -hmm. absolutely it's fucking great yeah i i agree with you 150 and i just became such a big fucking mark again and i it just got you know once you start liking something it gets that spark because you're like i could do that yeah you know what i mean like i you know a couple of phone calls and some emails i could do that if yeah. i really wanted to you know what i mean so it's kind of like not if i'm going to come back it's like if when when you know what i mean i because i you know i have a few people on my list that i still want to wrestle like me and kev have never wrestled in a live crowd no and I feel like we would tear the fucking house down just because, like, our chemistry and just real life. It's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why me and Andrew, like, our last matches were my favorite matches. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Set aside from, like, tagging with the hurricane and shit like that, like, my favorite matches were me versus Andrew because you know why I walked in stress-free. Yeah, that's true. Because I know Andrew like the back of my hand, and he knows me like the back of his. So it it wasn't it wasn't work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't work. That was just that was all fun. Um, what was the worst bump you ever took, and why was it the hate brigade power bombing you? Two oh, fucking hey, <laughs> I was dude, <laughs> dude. That was such a dumbass decision made by pretty much me you know andrew's gonna listen to whatever i say so i was like you know they're like well this double power bomb you guys it's on the ground you know what i mean like away from each other i was like why don't you like power bomb us into each other i was like why don't we do that i was like if we hit back to back we could both land on our asses you know what i mean and sell our back smacking together if we keep our backs straight you know what i mean so so, like, change of plan, fucking the guy who was powerbombing me. So now the guys who are powerbombing each other can't – powerbombing us can't see us. Yeah, yeah. So there, there really is no fucking timing here. So while my guy is running with me <laughs> on his shoulders – Andrew's guy just has him has him placed up. Just has him posted, yeah. So I pretty much get thrown into Andrew 
My back, my back hits his while he's still in Lakeem's arms. And then my fucking knees hit my face. Oh. I bruised all my ribs. Jesus On one side. Christ. I had to miss three bookings. And I gained like 20 pounds off of it. <laughs> and I fucking, you know, I, I smacked. And then I went down. And Andrew kind of came down right after me on top of oh, me after that. That was such a nasty bump. Now, you got to realize that was kind of the be- close to the beginning of the match. So I went. Ten, you know, nine more minutes in there. Like, yeah. I got friggin' reverse suplexed onto uh, Kenny's fucking knees. <sighs> so that's another rib shot I took straight up because my my legs were higher than my torso, so my torso took it all. Jesus Christ! You know, so like that that was definitely like I couldn't fuck. It hurt so bad to breathe, dude. So bad. Damn. Yeah, I remember watching that and just feeling the pain. Dude, I mean, the crowd reaction speaks for himself. They were just like, that looked nasty. Yeah. Like, Andrew's mom ran, like, closer to the ring. like, And she doesn't stress about that shit. You know what I mean? More than my mom will go out and smoke a cig during my match because she gets freaking nervous. But, like, Andrew's mom is all up in that shit, and she got nervous. Like, yeah. that's how you – because I was like this. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People are like, you're concussed. I was like, I'm fine, you know, and uh, like that night, dude, I couldn't even like turn in bed. Jesus fucking Christ. And I couldn't breathe. Like I had to go to work. You know what I mean? I had a request off to go get an x-ray on my shit because I was like, I feel like I broke my ribs. Jesus fuck. I was like, I'm all my ribs are broken. I'm at fucking work, you know, so then I offered to take somebody's double the next day. Why the fuck would you do that? Because I needed to get off that day to go get my fucking x-ray. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? So I were going to double the next day, and I'm just like, dude, my fucking ribs are shot. Unfucking believable That's so crazy. Yeah, that, that bump was... That was the worst bump. bump I've ever took, yeah. <laughs> like it did, But the thing is, it didn't even hurt at that time. No. It didn't hurt at that time. That's the weird part about it, like... The aftermath was what sucked. It didn't hurt at that time. I couldn't. I can't really tell you like the worst like bump I've ever took. Like Daniel Garcia slapped me in the face so hard I thought I was passed out for a second. You know, what I mean that hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I can't recall like a bump where like directly after I'm like, oh fuck. You know what I mean? I I, I can't recall that because even during those times with my ribs, like I there wasn't an oh fuck moment. No, you know what I mean. It was straight like adrenaline. Then afterwards is when it really started fucking up. That's always what it does. Is like the adrenaline like keeps you from feeling that. Yes, pain and when that. it wears off, it wears off hard, and you you feel it. Yeah, it's bad. I've had so many injuries in the yard like that. I got injured so much back in the day. It was fucked up. I know, man. You were you were injury prone. Well, that's what it's called. Certain people would treat me like a fucking crash test dummy and just toss me around. You were a little bit smaller, yeah. Yeah. So, so like people wouldn't take that into account and they would just throw me out. Yeah, they that were. was reckless. And, and then they would just make up excuses as to why like it wasn't their fault. That yeah, it happened like that. Or Every if you time. fuck up, then you get your ass. Like if you fuck up in the yard, people and any yarder that's listening, listen. If you fuck up in the yard, don't stiff somebody. Yeah. Why? Why? Why the fuck would you? You're not in front of a paid audience. Who cares? I'm talking to you, Frankie Villa. Frankie Um, Villa. (laughs) I beat you to the punk, little jerk. (laughs) 
Oh my god! Remember when he ruined Battle for the Belt Four for me? How was that? I'll talk about that when he pedigreed me straight on my head. Oh yeah, straight up ruined. He was so <laughs> you had to miss that card because you had a knee injury. But I was, was really there bad, though. But you yeah. were there, and I was there, and I was I was prepared to work. I wanted to work Dylan Crease. Yeah, at, at that Dylan card. didn't come though. He didn't come because he retired. Who was that? It was G Fatal, Matt Morris, Jamie. Jamie Anderson, uh, Danny, Justin, Justin Henry. Dan- Danny wasn't there for that one. Chongo. Yeah, Chongo was there. Frankie um, Villa. Josh Westbaum. Josh Westbaum. Frankie Villa. Um, Donnie and Donnie and Duke. Uh, Duke yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We yeah. Had, I think me and Drass were in the crowd. I think Drass was in Drass the crowd, Drass was too. in the crowd. Yeah. Body was in the crowd. Yeah. Um, that hosted um, what's up there is... Definitely in my top five. We talked about our favorite backyard matches. Yeah. But like in my top five matches of all time, uh, backyard wise, that G Fatal Jamie Anderson and Kevin Triple Threat is in there too. Oh, yeah. Um, that was very that good. That was crazy. And when um, Jamie powerbombed G Fatal on the outside on the grass, I'll never forget the expression on Body's face. He was just like, Well, yeah. He was like brand blown. new to that shit. So he was like mind blown. <clears throat> So um, I'm supposed to work on that card, and they end up putting me against this guy, Frankie Villa, <laughs> who um, in, in like, the layman's terms is what you would call a bullshitter. Oh, um, yeah. And I, you know what, part of me wants to hold back, but it's my fucking show. Um, yeah, there you so go. Let he, it out. He came in, and first he was trying to control it like it was his show, which, like, really pissed me off. Because he thought he was pro. Yeah, which was really you know, crazy. He bullshitted his way and to think, the community thinking that he was pro yeah. and traveling the world. Isn't it crazy how the, the loudest ones are usually the ones that, like, don't know what the fuck they're talking I about? I mean, he had signings at Tim Hortons, and no one knew who the fuck he was. No. I know? remember reading this news article about how they were making an, a movie about his life. Oh, and they said he's back in town from traveling... No, that might be another person. I don't know. It might have been. I don't know. But either way, so this particular day, they play. They, Kevin tells me I'm gonna work Frankie. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think on Kevin's part, he thought I would work a good match with him. Well, I thought but, so too because if he's like so professional and you're good at what you do as well, like mm-hmm. it should have been a solid match. Yeah. So first he's having me throw in all these things that I don't do in my normal moveset. Like yeah. he's having me just He wanted to do your he wanted to make your moveset as well. Yeah, exactly. So um like it was almost like the way he planned the match was almost as if he could do it against anybody. It was a generic plan that he could post against. Yes, them. and that's what he wanted. That's yeah. what he was good at cuz he knew the basics. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's really all you need to put on a wrestling match. But he wanted to to book your moves, too. Yeah, which which wasn't right. No. But um, towards the end, he wanted me to post like I was going to Alabama slam him, which if if you're not familiar with wrestling, it's when you have your opponent and you're standing straight up and your opponent's legs are posted so that their butt is kind of at the back of your head. So you're yeah, almost, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's the best almost, way to put it. You're almost carrying them the, so that you could slingshot them over your shoulders and can just, like, pop their ass into the mat. 
So that's not in my normal repertoire. So I, I like, I don't know why I'm doing this in the first place. But he tells me to do that, and then he's gonna reverse it into a pedigree, and he's gonna finish yeah. Triple H style and just <laughs> yeah, and just bury me. Um, so he puts me in that position, and the first time I take it, it's okay. And then he's like, "You got to get higher air. You got to be able to do the higher, <laughs> right?" So in a normal pedigree, you're supposed to let go of the person's arms when you jump so that the person can just take what's known as a face bump and just fall on your face. Yeah, and gracefully and fall like, on the yeah. face. So I got as much air as I could. Frankie didn't let go of my arms <laughs> and put me directly on my head so that I'm like 90 degrees in the air, like just all the weight on my neck. Like right? praying, but with his head down. Yeah, yeah, like real, real bad. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm, I'm almost <laughs> sure I was partially concussed that day, but like, who cares? Like, I didn't need to go to the hospital for that. What's You're another good. bill? Yeah. So I, I was trying to like walk it off a little bit. And then like, I remember laying in Kevin's garage and being like all pissed because like, not only is my booking for today, right, taken, yeah. I can't work Solomon in a street fight in that position for the next day. Oh my God, so you I were supposed to face Solomon in, in a, a street, street fight. fight. Yes, in yes. A street fight. And I was going to go all out with him. I yeah. was going to have him bust me open. I was yeah. going to do all that. I was going to put so, uh, Solomon over so yes. We were going to be brutal to each other. Good. Um, so then I'm in the garage. I'm like, I have an ice pack on my head. I'm just laying back. And like 30 minutes before the show, Frankie Villa walks in <laughs> and he goes, and I'll never forget this. He goes, so can you work tonight or am I screwed? <laughs> and I go, I think you have to find someone else. And Chongo ended up working him and Chongo stiffed the fuck out of him. Well, no, that was such a bullshit match. Like that was, no, Chongo's last match was Justin Henry the next day. Yeah. But uh, I remember, yeah, their match being so bad because Chongo hated Frankie Villa the first time he saw him <laughs> and he fucking didn't want to go over shit he wanted to call it in the ring Frankie <laughs> wanted to use fake blood so he did and then he pedigreed the worst I think blood. he pedigreed fucking <laughs> Chongo and like He's like you, and like Chongo got so fucking mad because he held the arms <laughs> that he like got out of the ring immediately. Yeah. So that's not how you fucking do it, dude. That's how that's how he did it to me. That's why I got hurt. <laughs> it was like awkward. Yeah, it's hard because if you don't know what you're doing in that ring and you bullshit like you do, that gets people in danger. Yes, like it like it end people's lives, man. It, it it's wild how people can think it's just a game. Before you get in the ring, know how to bump. Yeah, it's fucked up. I don't um, care if you're in the yard or the pro. Learn know how to bump first. How important is it to have like La Familia around you while you're doing like the wrestling business? And like, well, explain to us too what La Familia All right, is. Too, well, you're kind of like you're the almost like the mayor of it. I like, mean, I think I created out of nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, back in like tenth or eleventh grade, I mean, me and Peter were inseparable, and like big money. You know, Mike Steves, he was freaking all around and kevin and andrew i mean we've always been inseparable since fucking ninth grade so we were all together and like you know we were just doing stupid things as kids do and we just had a lot of fun and one day like big money just said hey this is la familia and we kind of just stuck with us from 
then on and we just added more members and like well not even i wouldn't even say members we're not even a club i mean just i mean more people started coming to hang out and we just became a family and with them i mean you know just just as a family they're so supportive i mean that's some of our main ticket sales were were was the family because they they mark out and and they love cheering on the boys and that's what we love about them is they were so supportive mm-hmm. and they still are I mean like even with Kevin like even back then we were you know Kevin would have a, a fucking venue with two people in it we would come in there and make him and Evident Truth feel like rock stars yeah yeah you know what I mean we wouldn't get off our feet and we would mark out and we would make sure they felt like rock stars we make it a movement we really do we make La Familia something that like a lot of people can get behind and, and try and be with and us too. a lot of people just you know a lot of people aren't as close with their childhood friends mm-hmm. as we are you know I've known all my friends for like 20 years you know it's and you know not many people could be like yeah I still chill with six or seven out of the ten people I chill with that from fucking kindergarten, you know, from all from elementary school yeah. when I was six, seven, eight years old. It's so funny because I have like a handful of friends, like five or six friends from from this building, from NTC that yes. that I'm still extremely close with. And yes. that like I would take a bullet for it and like it's it's funny because I feel like that's another way we're similar. Where like you've known all your people for that long and yes. haven't let go of them either. at all. Very it, they haven't it switched up to like yeah. the loyalty you have to people too. Absolutely. I mean, I take friendship very serious. You I mean, do. like I said, I don't even consider them friends because I'm family. So I consider family like very very important. And I think I feel like a family that you get to choose is going to be closer to your heart than the ones that's given to you. Yeah, and I I pretty much made this family surrounding me, and it's all just like love and respect, and that's all it's ever been, and it's just been all good times. Yeah, you know, not many people could say that about their childhood friends. That you know, oh, we're still like super close. Like I've talked to all my friends today. Yeah, you know, what I mean, talk to all of them. There is no time I'm not talking to them. So it's good. It you know, I I love La Familia. That that's that's a part of me. That's a part of everyone. That's a part of it. Yeah. Because we never switched up. And we used to get made fun of for it, but real in reality is more jealousy than anything because we we have not switched up. No, not at all. And it's it's a really amazing thing to see all you guys still together. I even feel like an outcast sometimes because I've only known you guys for like 13 years. Exactly. So you know like what I mean? Known like you guys like half the time you've known each other. Exactly. You know, it, there, there's just so much time and past, you know, between everyone. And I feel like that's what brings us closer because we know everyone's family. We know everyone's story because we're a part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. It, it it's good when you understand people because you did all the same shit. You went through it together. Yeah. So those are the people you understand most because no one know you know no one gets what you're feeling when you're going through something unless somebody else is feeling it. Mm-hmm. And if they're all feeling it, you all go through it together, and it just makes it twice as easy for anything. I guess that's a good um, jumping off point. Yeah, for our next portion because this is here. Let me so while we start this, let me pour another Barton's real quick because I, uh, yeah, I, I, yes, I think I think I need this because this is gonna be this is gonna be for that. For a boy. Keep them entertained real quick. Keep, keep uh, our boy Dan Torres. This is the greatest podcast I have ever been on, and I'm so happy. You've only been on one podcast. That is true. 
but it is the best, and we're gonna pour one up this uh this week was a very very important week for us there we go good all right he's over in the sprite right I mean when you bought it, how many were still on the shelf all of them Back in the day, back in the day, guys, if you went to the liquor store and saw Barnes was missing, just know we were there. No one else was buying. If you saw two bottles, you know, one, you guys are going to have a good night. And two, thank you, Dan. The Eiffel Tower. Well, I mean, kind of. I I loved Anthony from the get go. I didn't, you know, he was drinking a little bit before the matches, which I didn't like. But like after all, like if I have more in common than anyone I met, like in the yard, I think it would be Anthony. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? He's kind of like my. We were kind of like each other's spirit animal for a while. I know he's the shit. I would love to have him on here too. You should definitely get Anthony on here. You know he'd do it. I, I think it'd be cool to talk about, like... I mean, there's a lot of shit going on with him. You know what I mean? And yeah. he might want to talk about it. He's always doing some shit. Okay, so now I'm back in my spot. Um, this week was the anniversary of something that's very um, personal and very... Um, I don't even know the word for it. Very, like... I would almost say traumatic still. Yeah, I mean, day. I don't even, I wouldn't really even know what to call it, to be honest. Like, it's just a very important week with a very important day. Yeah. So, um, this week, um, on May 11th, marked the passing of our, uh, friend Jordan Benedisiak, who died 10 years ago on May 11th, uh, in 2011. We were in our senior year of high school. Um, I'm going to let you speak more on this too, because you were closer to right, him. Well, I'll, I'll give you like kind of my story and my perspective yeah, of please it. Do. I mean, me and Jordan were very, very close. He, he was, he lived right down the street from me. We would walk to school every morning together. You know what I mean? And usually it would end up chilling after school. We smoked a lot of marijuana. <laughs> can I say marijuana on you here? Can Is say we good? Okay. You're good. You're good. And, uh, we would smoke a lot, and uh, he was just, you know, I've known the Benedisiac since I was a little kid because I've known his older brother, Jason. I love Jason. You know what I mean? Forever, you know, and then Jordan, he they were kind of like a double package at some moment, so, like, you know, you get close to both of them, you know, and, like, that year, I was so, so, so fucking close to Jordan. It, it's almost ridiculous how close. I mean, he would blow up my phone to the point where I had to fucking call him and bitch him out <laughs> and be get pissed off at him for a second. And uh, so, you know, days prior of his passing, we, we, we were all chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. We went to go get your tattoo praised. That's um, where um, that's where we took that picture on the railroad tracks. That's that where day. we took the picture on the railroad tracks, like the day or so before. I remember that day specifically because you paid for my haircut. Oh my Super god, Cuts. that's the reason I got you to come with us, right? You 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 paid. This is exactly what happened. <laughs> you paid to come to for my haircut, 
as we're walking to my house, because you want to get your tattoo praised, we run, we run into Jordan, who was supposed to get his haircut. Oh, my God. That's right. And he said, fuck the haircut. I'll just chill with you guys. We ran into big money. We put gas in that fucking, fucking shitty, shitty ass, ass purple, purple Grand Am. Yeah. That yeah. piece of yeah. shit. And he, we were going to go to the res and get cigarettes. And uh, I remember he just got so big money, got so pissed off at Jordan about something <laughs> that we ended up didn't going. So we parked big money's car at his grandpa's house. And that's when we started to walk into the fucking uh, tracks. That's right, yeah. And I remember Big Money backing up after fucking... He almost hit that car. He almost hit the fucking car behind him, just backing up parking. <laughs> We're like, Big Money, stop. I'm like, Big Money did not come with us. Big Money was so yeah. mad, he did not come with us. He yeah. fucking left. He was so, so pissed. So it was me, you, Kev, and Jordan, and we met the girl you were dating at the time. Yeah. Um... And yeah, we went and got that praised. Yep, that was like the second last day. And then I think, like, no, that was the third last day. Yeah, the second yeah. last day, I was at, I remember, I was at, uh, I was at a lacrosse game. And then, you know, of course, Jordan, yo, let's smoke. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right. And Andrew and Kev picked me up in Andrew's minivan. And we back, went back to my house and smoked a blunt and fucking. Played basketball, and then uh, May 11th happened, and that day, walked home with Jordan from school, mm-hmm. listening listen to music, hanging out in his bedroom, and, uh, you know, he said, yeah, I got to go to work. You know, my mom called me and said she needed help with the pool filter as I lived down the street, so I was like, yeah, I'll be right over. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, you know, I'll hit you up after work, because he was a dishwasher at Payne's. Yeah. Fuck you, Jim Paynes. I hope I hope this podcast isn't a fucking sponsor. Um, <laughs> he, I wouldn't sponsor him. He sponsored me, but they're not. So good. Fuck you, Jim Payne. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so he's a dishwasher there, and so I thought he was just gonna do his bullshit like four hour shift, get out and hit up me and Kev so we could smoke more. And uh, didn't get the call, but didn't think anything of it. I mean, it is what it is. We all probably got a lot. I mean, Kev probably did something different. You know what I mean? Probably. And, uh, you always find ways to compensate when you're that age, too. Like exactly. You, you know, we just with chilled with everyone. And uh, so then the day it happened, I, I fell asleep early that night. And I woke up to, like, a 100 text messages and, like, 50 calls saying, Are you okay? Are you okay? And, you know, me, I was like, you know, do people think I'm dead or something? Like, what's going on, you know? And uh, Brandon Kupiak, girlfriend Nicole, rest in peace, Brandon Kupiak, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, his girlfriend Nicole at the time, we were pretty close, and she called me and said, hey, like, I'm going to pick you up for school. Uh, just be ready in, like, 10 minutes. So I get up, you know, 10 minutes takes me real quick to get ready. And, uh, you know, she picks me up and we're in her car and she goes, yeah, you know, Jordan died. I was like, what do you mean Jordan died? You know, and uh, she's like, yeah, you know, Jor- Jordan Benedisiak died. Yeah. I was like, I was just with him yesterday. You know what I mean? Before he went to work, what what happened, you know? And 
there's a lot of speculations, but I'm not going to get out into that in yeah. here. Yeah. But um, that's that's between family and us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that day was very very hard for a lot of people. We we lost a very very young. Not only you know, not only we lost a kid. He was sixteen. He, he was sixteen years old. I mean, his parents had to bury him, and that that's not how any. That's not how it's supposed to work. No, never. You no, know, no, no parent should ever have to ever bury their kid. Either. Ever, we bury them. You know, and uh, yeah, that is, I remember that day for me. So we had been together those nights, obviously, yep, and then yep. the one night I was working, and Jordan came in with his sister Amanda. Um, yeah, shout out to Amanda. Shout um, out Amanda Ben and. Uh, he saw me and he like they only needed milk or something. And I remember he just like ran right into my line. Like we were just talking for a little bit. Yeah, and it was funny because like we were. I was always like really cool with him, but like the only time I chilled with him was with you. But I'm so yeah. but I'm so close with you that it made it so significant too because like we were all kind of exactly. Like, and you know? you know he was always around. Yeah, like exactly. wherever I was, Jordan was. Jordan was too. You know what I mean? Like we were. He was just. It was my fucking shadow, dude. Like yeah. wherever I was, he was. Yeah. Um. And um. So I get in on May twelfth. It's weird because. May 11th the day he died, but May 12th is almost May, worse. May 12th, May 12th is the worst day of my life, yeah. yeah. Like, because I didn't know about May 11th. I didn't either. I was sleeping. Yeah. You yeah, know? Like, me too. Like this. I didn't know. You know, May, May 12th was the shit show. Yeah. And um, so I was in second period, I'm pretty sure, and we had a, um, we had a sub- and, like, I noticed, like, I had heard, like, an announcement for teachers to check their emails and shit like that. And then uh, I had seen people, like, almost reacting in weird ways. But I didn't know what was up. Yeah. And then I heard something. I heard this girl behind me in my class say something. And I turned and I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? And yeah. she was like. Jason Benedisiak's little brother um, passed away last night. And I was like, no, he didn't. Yeah. I was like, he was just like, we were, you were just with showing. Him. I was like, yeah. I was just with him the other day. He's, yeah. He's fine. Like, he's he's not. And she's like, he, I don't know what to tell you. Like, he passed away. So I remember I was like, I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, is this like actually true? So I remember just texting you and I just texted you, did you hear? Because I was like, I was like, if he knows, yeah, then he'll text me back and he'll be like, uh, like, yeah, I yeah. know. But um, if but if it's not true, then he'll be like, no, what happened? Yeah, because like, I knew you would know. Yes. So I texted you and I go, did you hear? And you just responded and you went, yeah. That was it. And yeah. that's when. And then after that period, we crossed each other in the stairway, and you just looked at me and you shook your head. Nah, I was in the like, chorus room. Always... No, 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 because I saw you. I saw you then. I saw you second period, and then the chorus room. You came and saw. Yeah, because I left. left. Yeah, and like I can't believe I went to school. I can't believe you did either. I I can't believe you didn't leave sooner. You know, I, I mean, big money was trying to get taken out in handcuffs. But I was just like, I'm going. You know, what I mean, and dude, I hit those doors, man, and I ran. I ran all the way to Jason's house. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's exactly that's the like. that's the first thing I did. I I got out of that fucking school and I ran right over there. Like, right that's, over there. That's the only thing you can really like. I went home, but I just didn't know how to take it. Like you know, and it's hard. Yeah, a lot of people didn't, but a lot of people fucking used it as an excuse to leave. Yeah, school. that was fucking bullshit. Not not that many people needed to leave that. If you were in high school and you did that, shame on you. If fast. you if you did that, and I haven't seen one fucking post. Yeah. Since. Then then fuck you, dude. Yeah, like that that's such bullshit. There's people there's people there's people mourning, man, and you're just gonna use that as an excuse to get a free day off of school, dude. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Just skip school like a normal human being. Yeah. <laughs> like that's Don't all give you- it a purpose to say I ain't coming in because I don't want to come in. Man, don't say, Oh, cause Jordan died, I'm gonna be upset. Nah, that don't work with me. No, it didn't. I know who cares for Jordan, I know who don't. You know, and that's it. that's all I care about. Yeah. I'll never forget after you after you left, um, I was in lunch because I had lunch with Kev and um, Kyle that, yeah. that year and, like, Jason and all them. We had a great group that year. Yeah. Um, Peter was there, too. Big money. Yeah. Um, And we, me and Kyle just sat there, and we just didn't say a word. And then Kevin came in from BOCES, and we sat there, and we just didn't say a word. No. Nah. And then we were like, do you think we should go, like, to the library because there were counselors in there. Uh-huh, that point. Yeah, and we were like, "Yeah, let's go down there." And it was a shit show. And down then we—it wasn't even a shit show at that point. But we walked down there and then we sat down and we didn't say a word. Still, we just sat there because we couldn't believe it. And then, like, we had a couple—we had a couple people that were coming up to us and they were like, "How are you?" And we're like, "We—we we don't know." Like, yeah, you really and being and being that young, you, you're not supposed to know how that feels. You, you know what I mean? Not, and it, and it's and it's very sad being being a kid and having to lose a, a homie like that 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 strikes differently, especially a homie as close as he so was. Hard. It was it, it's so hard. it strikes so much differently, Dan, and it, you know, and it's you know, it yeah, it just hits differently. Yeah. And I that school didn't know what the fuck to do. You know, I mean, they did the best they could they with, with trying to figure this shit out. They, and like, I gave them you a know, lot of shit, but they, I, I don't know what I would have done. You know what I mean? As an administration, what, what do you, what would you do? You know what I mean? What, you, so you know, what I do don't you say? blame that. Yeah, what, what do you say? What do you say? Really? You know, I feel bad for those teachers that had to tell people because what, what do you say? Yeah, you, there's, there isn't shit. You know, there isn't shit. And then, like, we have to go and we uh, the funerals that weekend. So we're there that. Weekend I mean, that. Seen... I mean, the funeral was goddamn. That was depressing. You know what I mean? Like that was like rock, rock, rock bottom for me. Yeah. But seeing the love and support. I mean, I was I was a pallbearer and walking out of that church that was fucking packed and seeing the sea of people. Out there was spectacular. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we were right down the street, Torres, from here. Yeah, and it it was it it was so heartwarming. You know what I mean? To how many, so people, many people showed up to pay their respects. I can't believe I even got a seat because I got a seat in it, and I can't yeah. believe I did. I mean, it, I mean, people, we're talking 100-plus in the church. We're talking 200 to 300 outside of the church. Like, yeah. it was a fucking ocean of people. 
Yeah, it was. You know, and like burying him at the, at the cemetery was fucking real hard because being a pallbearer, you would legit have to stand there and hug every single Everybody. person that walks by. Everybody. Every single person that walks by. You, yeah. You had the hug. You know, how much tears do you have at that point? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I remember when, I, I have a friend who lost his dad like... Must have been sophomore year of high school, I'm pretty sure. And he, I, I'll never forget his sister came up to him and um, she was like, I can't stop crying. He was like, I don't even think I have any tears left. Like, he was just so exhausted. At that and, and, and that's, and that's how, how it is. I mean, like, this 10 year coming up, like, I was a day late on the post because, like, I didn't have the words to say. Yeah, I didn't either. Which, I, which is super weird for me because when sentimental things happen, that shit like regurgitates out of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and this was the first time, Torres. I didn't know what to say. Yeah, it's. You know what I mean? I never missed that day. You know, I always post that day. I didn't know what, what to, say to say that I haven't already said. You know what I mean? After a while, you just you don't have the words anymore. No, you don't, and I didn't. You know what I mean? It took me a second. I had to get deep in that thought. You know what I mean? Because if you're in reality, you don't think you can miss somebody for that long. Yeah. You don't miss. You don't think you can miss anyone for that long. Like, y- your grandmother dies. Like, you don't think you could go a day without her. But guess what? You go 20 or 30 years, 40 years, 50 years without her. My grandma's been gone since, like, 05, 06. You know, like, and, and you don't realize it until you fucking realize until it. Until you speak it in You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was like, damn, like, 10 years, like, first of all, it, it feels like fucking yesterday, one. You know what I mean? And two, like, you know, I, the shit just, you know, comes out of me so much, like, I didn't know what to fucking say. Do you remember how scared we were at first that we were going to forget? Absolutely. And, like, now it's like, I can't forget. I couldn't possibly fucking no. forget. And, that, couldn't and possibly. that's why my daughter's name is Jordan yeah. Lee Philbrick. I know. <laughs> and it, it's like, it set the tone for, it's for a con- Yeah, and it's a constant reminder for always. You know what I mean? I was always fucking screaming, Jordy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you look at my old freaking slide phone. You know what I mean? You'll see a hundred calls from Jordy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's it. Yeah. I know. It, it It just seems, it's so bizarre at this point to just think that what we went through with that was so long ago at this point and that we've, like you said, like that we've lived all this time and he right? hasn't been here. Right. You know what I mean? I, you know, just happened in 10 yeah, years. Yeah. When you look at the kid, you're like, holy shit, like 10 years? Like, 10 years, like, you went a whole decade. You, you, you know, how much shit do you experience in a decade of your life? Mm-hmm. A lot. So much, dude. Too much. Too much. You know what I mean? And, like, to know that he wasn't, you know, then then you get that reminder that he wasn't here. And that's what makes it sad. Yeah. Because we have kids now. We have fiancés. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you too. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, we have fiancés. We have family now. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, La Familia was 100% brotherhood in 2014 where it was annoying, where everyone, I mean, we were chilling 15 deep every, every day. Night, every night. 
every day. But now I feel like La Familia really turned into family. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely, like, we you went know, through some o- cycles. You know, over everything, I feel like, you know, they turn into a brotherhood to a family because now we have females involved, and a yeah. lot of them. You yeah. Know I mean, kids included. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? La Familia has definitely, in that sense, like, grew up. You know what I mean? We grew up from a brotherhood to a family. Yeah. Which I think was, was is perfect, and I think it's perfect time, too. Yeah, and I think that on that day in 2011, we all grew up a little bit. And you have sense. to, and like, we, and you we know, all grew up together in a big sense. That yes, day, and that's what bonds. You know, it it really took a toll, and it really just puts us to the test almost because kids shouldn't lose friends that young. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you shouldn't. It it's not right, and it doesn't feel good. And I feel bad for whoever does lose their friend it's that hot. young. You know what I mean? I know. And I feel lucky for people who haven't because it's such a rough, you know what I mean? It's, there's a spurt moments where you think of them and it brings a tear to your eye. And it's like, you know, people don't realize that people don't have to go through that. Yeah, I know. And then that was at a time too, where I feel like I was experiencing, eh, experiencing so much death. That it was just like at that point I was like, when does it stop? I mean, just in my block and like my my avenues, dude. Like we lost Kupiak the year later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was a huge fucking bust. It's like I love Brandon Kupiak. I do too. You know what I mean? And it sucks that he's gone. You know, we took so many hits, and then we take Steve Bisbiak. You know, on Ninth Avenue, and you know. Young, young, aspiring, very bright future kids left. Yeah, you know, what I mean, Brandon was great with his hands and compute, not computers, um, like auto mechanics, all that shit. Great with that. Like Steve Bisbiak was like a workout freak. Yeah, you know, Jordan was good with his hands outdoors. Like, you know, they took the wrong people too soon, but they take them for a reason. I guess. Good die young, I guess. Like that. Yep. That adage is like really true in a lot of ways. Yeah. But um, if you are listening and you want to uh, help out the family too, because they could always use it. Jordan's journey is um, a scholarship. Yes. Uh, that goes to one person at North Tonawanda High School every year, and yes. um, there's a big fund for it every year. Jordan's journey's fundraiser. Um, will hopefully be sometime soon. Yes, um, I think the reschedule this year should go down. This year it should go down, but you can always donate any other ways we can. Yes. We will post that um, on the podcast links and on our media and things like that. For Absolutely. When we have it. Um, but, like, I, just, I do want to take a second to say uh, – to the family, Paula, we love you. We Jason, love you very love much. You. Amanda, we J- love you. We love you, the Bandiziak family. We I love mean, you so Jason, much. You, I love you, brother. I've been thinking about you guys every day this week. Absolutely. I think about you guys through the entire month of May. Absolutely. Um, To Jordan, wherever you are, I fucking love you. We love you, Jordan. I fucking miss you every single day, and I will never forget. Absolutely. Never, ever, ever fucking forget. Beautifully said, Dan. I j- it's it, there's that's pretty much the long and short of it. It's it, it's it's just bizarre. Everything's still bizarre to think I mean, about. I don't regret. It's so weird, like even having to say this, but I don't regret having that tattoo with his initials absolutely at all. not I, you know no i i don't i don't that. regret mine either man Constant yeah. reminders of that. absolutely you know what i mean but it is that you know what i mean that i have to take my daughter to a graveyard mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't, you know, that's not a grandparent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's not a fucking aunt, uncle, you know? Like, it was at that time my best friend. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's 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 what hurts about it the most is that, you know, he's not here to celebrate all the successes everyone's have. Everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone we're hanging out with right now, like, are doing great things. Yeah. And they're going to continue to do great things and i'm so excited for the future me too dude you, you have a wedding I mean? coming up i have a wedding coming up man this is shit is crazy get to stand with you on your big day i'm so excited dude it's gonna be epic how's watching um gina transform into a grandmother these past honestly you know i really thought different but she fucking kills it man i mean she is so excited she, she is she is so proud you know what i mean like i've never yeah. met somebody so proud to be a grandmother before mm-hmm. and that's words i probably would have never said about my mom because we weren't kid people i mean we've never <laughs> had babies around us you know we're such a small family she's, she's an only child with kids though too. she's always worked with uh yeah special educational kids shout mm-hmm. out mom uh but yeah, like you know, she, she's taking on that role like a fucking champ, and I I love it. You know, what I mean, Jordan loves her, and she just puts on, you know, she spoils the hell out of him, and I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, your mom has always been really cool to watch because she's always been like my mom, where she just will, she does anything possible to take care of you. Yes, and like even if it's like hard to do, she'll like say it to you and like give you the shit to like keep you in line. Absolutely, like, you know what I mean. She knows how to get hard. You saw my mom kick me out of fucking eight. Yeah, a.m. man, I was just gonna bring that up. When you that, saw my mom kick me out eight a.m., say go get a fucking job. That summer in July yeah. when I I you left lived my with house me pretty much. Yeah, problems. So I live with you for a week and i literally came and i was like can i just stay for you with you for a week and you were like yeah of course i don't give a shit so we yeah. popped in and, and she literally kicked you out two of the days to go get a job remember that she apologized to my ass it was hilarious yeah because like, you had to come I'm with sorry, me you have to go with him yeah for him to get but honestly you made it a lot easier to fly from places because we're the <laughs> dude we walked all the way to your crib yeah we did we walked all the way to my house. We got you applications at like grocery stores, seven eleven. A couple, yeah, a couple like, gas stations. Yeah, like, I did pick up fucking as much as I could. You, you know did. what I mean? But we did go to your crib. Yeah, we, like, I don't we know. walked all the way to my crib. You remember that dude like approached us? He handed us those <laughs> church pla- pamphlets. He's like, "You boys look like you need these." Yeah, right. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> like, fuck you, man. What are you saying right now? Yeah. Like. Yeah, I went to Catholic school. I know what I was talking about, bro. <laughs> yeah, she's she's the best, and she's someone I know that is always just looked out for you and taking care of you. I mean, she she goes the distance, man. You know what I mean? She always has. I love my mother. She freaking and and she's so cool. Like, I mean, a lot of this shit wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for Gina. You know what I mean? No. Like, I, you know, she was cool enough to leave every weekend so I could have parties. And, like, you know, she was cool enough to, like, let me have sleepovers or sleepover places on school nights, like at Kevin's or Andrew's. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of parents don't do that. You know, my mom just gave me full freedom. And I never, like, made her not proud, which is awesome. I never became a bad kid. Like, I don't I don't think you could ever disappoint her, man. Like, you know, you've come such a good way. Like, I feel like you're really, really accomplishing everything well, thank you should you. be thank in your you. life, too. And I feel like I am, too. Like, I feel like I'm on cloud nine. I mean, 
what's not to be happy about? You know, we're all healthy here. Like, COVID shit's going to end soon, and we can get back to normalcy for a little bit and grow. Thank God. We need that shit. Yeah. Um, Before we go, I want to ask you one question that... I've been dying to know, and I thought that would be fun for this podcast. All right, so perfect. If you could work one backyard wrestler and have one match with them that you know would be like perfect. Oh well, obviously we match. know it's Matt Demore. I've never faced other Matt than Demore. Matt Demore's, Ooh. Other than Matt Demore's, because we all mine would be Matt Demore's. Yeah, we yeah. all know. <laughs> yeah, everyone's would because so you make everyone look good. So um, one more person that's worked in the art that you would wanna. <laughs> Shit, man. Um, probably Sean Matthews, dude. He's the, he's the only one. I faced Danny. You know what I mean? Like, he's the only other, like, legend in my eyes for backyard. And I do have his belts. Yeah, you do. I do have. I have the legendary belts of all backyard wrestlers right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, it would probably have to be Sean Matthews. Yeah, that's a good one to pick. Just because, I mean, he, he was, like, he got wrestler of the year in 2006. Mm-hmm. There's GBYWN, and, like, he was the top dog. He's the shit. You know what I mean? He's older now, but he still works a little bit. But, yeah. like, if I had to, like, because, like I said, I faced Danny. You know what I mean? If I couldn't face the Morris, it would have to be fucking... Uh, Sean Matthews. Sean Matthews. That's a good choice. 100%. Yeah, that's a really good one. Shout out Sean Matthews. I know you'll never hear this. Shout out I'm Sean putting Matthews. you over big time. Shout out ETTW. I think I am going to send this episode to Matt because we did talk a decent amount about Matt. Not Absolutely. Him. I love Matt DeMoris. Like I said, he could have been the best wrestler in the world, I think. You know, if there's a way I can rig it, I would love to like get him on here and do like a Skype interview. You probably him. can, like, man. You got to sure ask I him, could. dude. He probably has no problem doing that. Yeah, probably. But I'll send him this. And we'll like see hearing you. his story, I would love to hear his story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I know a lot of it because I was a part of it, but, like, I don't know all of it. Yeah. You know, because he, he gained, like, 300 pounds, and then he lost all that, like, way before, you know? So, like, there's a lot to Matt Morris that many people don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's an interesting world when you get into the world of backyard wrestling. Absolutely. And everything we talked about... Right now, if you guys want to look on YouTube and type in Twist UIW, oh, yeah. all that UIW content is still yeah, there. Yeah, we have all of our backyard wrestling matches still up there. And it's not like, don't expect WrestleMania quality matches, but it's fun. No, and, and if you're and, looking for my indie matches, you could go on Oliver Street Express channel, and you could pretty much find almost all of our matches on there if you want to see us pro. Exactly. Um, where do they find you other than that? Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat? Uh, Instagram, Randy Philbrick. Super easy. I mean, um, Facebook, Randy Lee. I don't have a Twitter. I don't really use Snap that much, but you know, if you haven't, if you if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure you probably have me on social media. So yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I don't know. We got a, We get a decent amount of listeners on this, so we'll see. Maybe you'll get some new people. Hey, man, this. I'm always room for more friends. We'll see. Um, Instagram is Average Ordinary Pod. Twitter is Average Ord Pod. Um, Facebook is Aver- Average Ordinary Podcast. If you're looking there, um, check out our network at bicbp-radio.com. Um, we have so many really cool podcasts on there and um, really, really fun shows that you can get involved in. 
Um, next week, we should be back with uh, an episode I'm looking forward to with both my younger brothers. I think Oh, here we go. Van and John. I love it. Oh, God. I can't wait for that one. Randy knows all the history. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. All right. We'll leave on this. So we'll leave on this story. So. <laughs> Randy went to this theme park with me called Fantasy Island yeah, that yeah. we have locally. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was one of the first times we hung out, like the first summer we met. Yeah. And um, my brother Ben, when he was little, he was kind of dense. He's still kind of <laughs> dense now, but when he was little, he was a little more dense. Um, but uh, so they were getting in line to go on the teacups, and some little kid had busted his mouth open on it or whatever. <laughs> my dad was telling us this story on the way up. So this kid had busted his mouth open. So they had to close down the ride, and they're spraying it down, and they're doing all this shit with it. And so they come back later, and of course my brothers go on the exact teacup that the kid busted his mouth open on. <laughs> and... <laughs> so they get on this thing and they get on this teacup and they get off and it's still wet from the water and my brother Ben gets off and looks at my dad and holds on his head and goes look dad the paint's not dry yet <laughs> what the fuck uh... oh. <laughs> That's what you get to look forward to next week, folks. <laughs> that was the stupidest fucking shit I could You got to ask about that. that story when he's here. All right? I will. Oh, right. I plan on asking him so much dumb shit. Um, but for now, that's it for this week. I mean, week's thank episode. you, Dan, for inviting me on here. I well, had a fucking pleasure, thank you for man. Being on. It's good just you and the shit, you know? Dude, I love you. You will be I back. I love you, brother. I'll fucking, I would die for you. You changed my entire life just with one conversation. Hey, man. Year. Same goes yeah, to you, brother. I appreciate you. And this week, especially, I'm glad we could get in here to me, talk. Me too, especially. Uh, yeah, I think I needed this. But for right now, we will sign off for this week. We will see you next Saturday. Bye-bye. All right, peace. from the future telling you that your dream is going to come true what no way yeah you're going to have an awesome podcast called let's talk but no politics okay and new episodes come out every sunday on Beyonce.